Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Two lifelong Houston sports guys named Adam, raised by Earl. Roller coaster ride that is Houston Sports. Chill H Town for the only homegrown afternoon team is talking your teams. Adam Clanton and Adam Wexler are the A team. I feel like we are waiting for the result of an important election or something as we begin a Tuesday edition of the A-Team here on Sports Talk 790, in which we have no idea who the Astros' opponent's going to be in the ALCS. You mean more like a primary or something? Okay. Like the conven- well, the, the national, the American convention is going on right now to see who plays the national, yes. uh, moves on to the next stage. Cause Who's speaking for the Yankees and the Guardians? Aaron Boone. Oh, jeez. Well, the Yankees are going to lose then. They're going to they're gonna get primaried. Well, I don't know. To use a verb. The fans are ready. We're ready. Just got back from Minute Maid Park where the Astros are in the midst of a, a pre-ALCS workout. They got a lot of homework to do. Justin Verlander said, yeah, tonight will be a little bit like cramming for a test because he will pitch tomorrow. And he does not know against whom he is pitching. Obviously, the team's playing today. Don't even know if they're going to advance. They know who they're facing. They can do all their pre-homework homework right now. Because they know who they're playing next. They just have to win first in order to get there. Last night's game, as we all know, was rained out, postponed until today. Uh, They will have a winner, I think, if this game concludes today. And that team will have to fly out to Houston and be prepared to play a baseball game tomorrow night to begin the next series. That means the team that wins today will play three consecutive days, followed by an off day. Now, I can't guarantee they'll play the next five consecutive days while that is the schedule. We see what happens when you play in stadiums that weather can be a factor. The second postponement of this postseason for the Guardians, and obviously they're playing in New York now, so both of those spots potentially could be hazardous to playing baseball. Otherwise, this postseason ALCS, if you are unaware, is set up to play Game 1 and Game 2 in Houston tomorrow and Thursday. They will have a day off travel on Friday, because the games in Houston will definitely get played. There's no weather issues. They have a roof. They have a roof. It's also like the most gorgeous day ever. The roof was open over there today. It was such a nice day. Cool. Just awesome. Great day for baseball. No, of course not. I I also didn't sweat the last time, because I'm not playing baseball. I'm just hanging out. Yeah, but you were also... Well, you weren't wearing black like the rest of the 790 crew. I I got the memo. Hey, there's a sun in Houston. Don't wear black. You wore salmon. So I wore salmon. Uh, Today I wore blue. (laughs) Um, but yeah, the Astros are ready to go. They just want somebody to, against whom to play. And hopefully they'll get that game in today. Weather does look like it could be a factor. Weather changed the plans for the New York Yankees. Aaron Boone was going to start Jamison Tyon last night. Instead, he'll start Nestor Cortez today on short rest. 
He was very good in his first start. He was obviously very good during the season. Definitely changes things, I think, a great deal for them. The fact that Shane Bieber is available for the Guardians Justin. also could change things. Not sure that he will be used. It seems like if he were available, you might just go ahead and start him. But they're going to stick with Savale, and we'll see how things go. With the game running as we run through our show today, we'll, we'll dip in here and there and let you know what's going on. We'll take a trip out to Minute Maid Park in about 90 minutes, get a little bit of a recap of what was said over there today by the players available both on the field and in the clubhouse. I had a chance to talk to Kyle Tucker, JV, and uh, Dusty already, so have a chance to share those items with you, and finally, there will be just four ga- four teams left, we think, if they can get the game in after tonight. The Astros will have made the Final Four again for the sixth consecutive season. And again, just a reminder, they are, in fact, the first team ever, first organization ever, to advance in six years to six consecutive championship series. The Braves played in six consecutive National League championship series, but it was over a span of seven years because it happened during the 1994 season. There was no championship series that year, so they couldn't make it to the championship series that year. There was no games to be played in the postseason that year. So what the Astros have done is new and historical. Yeah, and it's been fantastic, and we've been enjoying being spoiled because that's what we have had uh, over the last several seasons and continue in the middle of. But um I don't know. Like everybody was asking me last night, well, who do you want? After it was determined that they wouldn't be playing that game and it would be pushed even further back and up closer to a game one start here in Houston, I, I don't care. Like I, I don't. I do. I don't think. Oh, so you want you want Cleveland? No. You want the Yankees? Yep. Because you want to what? Listen to them whine more even after the Astros beat them again? Because that's what's going to happen. They're gonna, they'll that come up never with some bothered other me before, and it won't bother no, me moving I, forward. I just, uh, like, that's the team that they should want to play. That's the team. Again, my opinion only. Love to hear your alls. 713-212-5790. A lot of things can go into your thought about it. Strictly, who do you think is better? Who do you think is in a worse position? Who do you think is in a better position? Whose bullpen? Whose team? Whichever will be taxed more? The health status of any players? Josh Naylor or anybody else? Or simply for the thrill of playing the team that you think is best, or beating the team you think is best, or beating the team that you've beaten so many times before in the postseason and doing it again. After beating them in 2017, that sure felt good in ALCS, and then going on to win the championship, going through Boston, New York, and L.A. to do it. So sweet. Two years later, plus the offseason, things changed a little bit on how people viewed that championship, both inside Houston and everywhere else, quite clearly. And I wonder what it will be like. I can't find out what it will be like if the Astros beat the Dodgers, because the Dodgers didn't advance. I can't find out what it will be like to to beat them another time. Maybe somewhere down the road, the Dodgers and Astros could meet again. But the Astros are one Yankees win away from seeing the Yankees again in the playoffs and trying to beat them for a fourth time since 2015. Which is, I'm all for it. Yeah, which Bring is what on. a lot of people want for those very reasons. I'm of the opinion that I don't. They're just. To say I want the Yankees because of this, this, and this just seems superficial to me. I don't care who's in the way. I don't care if it's, like, what would be the less sexy well, of the it's, two? it's impossible to, to go at it any other way because they're worse. You're number one. That's what I'm that's So what I'm you're in a at. position but of strength. But here's the thing. Like, you, whoever plays you is an underdog every yes. time you play the and, rest and, of the way. And who would be the less sexy of the NL opponents? 
Do you, I mean, I don't even know. Well, that's another thing. Do you, who cares? Who I'm not asking who cares. I'm saying no. Who does care? Does it matter to you about like the this, TV this, execs? I don't care about that. It has right. no bearing on anything ever. All I care about are the Astros winning the World Series. That's it. That's all I care. I don't yeah, care. The baseball against. side of it is certainly worthy of discussion as well. Is there, like I said, is there a true advantage that somebody out there wants to share with us? I have my own thoughts on facing the. Guardians pitching staff, the Guardians offense, and Terry Francona versus those same three factors for the Yankees. And then should you beat either one of those teams, what it would take to to then try to beat Rob Thompson's Phillies or try to beat Bob Melvin in the playoffs again <laughs> now this time with the Padres. Like Joe I went, Musgrove. I went back and looked at, uh, you know, just to curious how many times it was, and I already lost track. But Bob Melvin has been fighting tooth and nail with the Astros for years and then making the playoffs fairly consistently with Oakland for years. The Astros only knocked him out once, but they've been knocked out in the division series or earlier every year he was with them. One year in San Diego, he's already won two series and made it to the championship series with San Diego. Doesn't Bob Melvin look like he downs about three packs of Marlboros a day? I like Bob Melvin. I oh, do you too. Do? Oh. I thought it was like the best move of the offseason. It was definitely one of them. Definitely overlooked because of what it could mean. And think about what they did without a $300 million player. The strike zone already sucks, by the way. Give me a break. It sucks. He's awful. One Seriously. pitch in, I'm done with it. I just do that for you. You barely were even looking. I liked it that time. Are you going to be able to focus? No. Oh, my God. Are you I, serious? When I saw real? what time this game started today, I was like, are you freaking kidding me, Rob Manfred? You they got to get out of town. I know that. I'm honestly surprised they didn't play it earlier. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I really. They actually. I legit. saw. I saw what the uh, MLB rep on this whole scenarios had to say about that. They say felt like an earlier start. You know, 1 p.m. Eastern start, noontime our start was too quick of a turnaround. From because last they, night's non-game. That's dude. what I didn't I understand hate them so much. I mean, I cannot believe that. Like these. Like I. This is something. What happened? Oh wait, last wait, wait. Night? I'm sorry. Can I jump in right there? No. Because we never talked about it in the uh, Astros 18-inning game, but I'm going to talk about it now. You're talking about the beer sales? No, the Yankees and Guardians are playing. Guardians got a leadoff single from Stephen Kwan, and what did the next batter do? Fouled out. He bunted! You oh, I didn't see idiot. that. idiot! What did the Astros do in the extra innings when they had runners on first and second with Chaz McCormick? They bunted. you well, got to be kidding me, man. Well, you got to be kidding me. You've got to... To be kidding I me. Get, I don't like this giving game away is measured either. in outs. Yeah. Stop giving them away. And then on top of it, you're asking guys who never bunt, who never practice bunting, who are going to suck at bunting to bunt. And Chaz even succeeded. The runners moved up 90 feet. And then what happened? They didn't score because you <laughs> gave them an out. Guess who you did it against? A pitcher who recorded zero outs. A hit, a hit batter, and a give, an, give them away an out. Castillo didn't know where the ball was going. And the Astros said, ah, what the heck? Let's just give him an out. Let's make it easier for them. What? You did make it easier for them. Joe, what There's were you There's now two down and one on because the Guardians share the same philosophy. Yeah. With 27 outs remaining, they decided to give one away. No, I was just going to say that like last night, it's just it's so funny because it reminds me of that bum-ass organization in Chicago, the White Sox. This is what they do. They open their stadium. They know for a fact they're never going to play. They invite the fans in. They make them spend tons and tons and tons of money on overpriced beer and Unmarked up in this case. And then they, and then they go home. And the parking... like. That sucks. 
And like I and like the turnaround for what was it? It was Miles Straw was playing catching with fan playing football with fans and getting yelled at by Major League Baseball officials telling him to stop and. The, the turnaround was too quick for him. What, they think it was the NFL? You're not supposed to have fun with the fans? Apparently. Somebody should tell J.J. Watt that. Yeah, so we'll keep track of this. Keep track. J.J. Watt never throws a baseball around with football fans? Well, baseball players play catch with a football when they're getting ready for games or it's a random May Sunday afternoon. They do mm. that all the time. We've seen it plenty. I have yet to see a football player use a baseball, but I can't lie to you. They do play baseball before the game starts. I saw Whitney Merciless and Brandon Dunn and DJ Reader play a game of baseball on the field. I think it was Carolina, and they did it here in Houston, too. They pick up the pylon. Somebody tosses the football, and they use the pylon as the bat. And they just kind of bounce around and play a little pepper, kind of, before they prepare for their uh, warrior-like game of football. Literally a backyard game. Literally a backyard game. I like that. All right, we've got Michael Connor, our Astros insider, checking in from Minute Maid Park, coming up at 4.30. Joe's irresponsible hot take is coming up at 4.15, and lots and lots of discussion about the game going on and potential games later in the week, as in tomorrow when the ALCS gets underway. Football and a whole lot more on a Monday edition of the A-Team. How about saving up to 25% off on select mattresses with a savings dollar figure of up to $1,900 off? That's what you get at Texas Mattress Makers. The best sleep at the best price guaranteed. Here, as the temperatures have been falling, the deals are hotter than ever. And that includes free delivery and free cooling technology on a mattress, by the way, that is handcrafted for you and for your partner if you share that mattress. Not a run-of-the-mill, off-the-conveyor-belt, same-old, same-old, big, huge uh, mattress chain store mattress. No, these are going to be specially crafted for you for all of your needs, whether you got low back pain, maybe lower leg pain, restless leg syndrome, acid reflux. They can actually craft a mattress that helps with those and many other ailments at Texas Mattress Makers. And with six locations in and around the greater Houston area to serve you, they've got you covered. Start the journey to the best sleep at the best price guaranteed by going online right now to TexasMattressMakers.com. Adam and Adam are so Houston. How Houston are they? Thank you for asking. They too have received spankings after staining their good school clothes rolling down the hill at Miller Outdoor Theater. Bad Adams, go to your room. Back to Adam Clanton and Adam Wexler on Sports Talk 790. I've been waiting a long time for this moment to come. I'm destined. It is the A-Team here on Sports Talk 790. So Wex is making excuses for Yankees fans right now off the air. I just want you guys to know that. I know that this uh, game was rescheduled from last night to today. But where are the Yankees fans in an elimination game in the middle of the first inning? There is like a smattering there in the Bronx. I'm not impressed. It's going to be awesome when they lose. All right. By the way, what do you think is going to happen? It's early enough in the game to say this. I mean, this. I think it's Nestor Cortez is going to be great. I doubt the Indians even score off him. And if they do, it's probably one or two runs Dang. at most. And I think it will be, he was going to pitch 
five, maybe six innings. So they need nine to 12 outs out of their bullpen. I think Savali gets maybe four innings, probably gives up a run. And if they can avoid using Bieber, I think they, they might try to do that which means go to everybody else in their bullpen. I think once the two starters are out, it's going to be a close game, Yankees in front, and it just comes down to the bullpens. I don't really think any either of the teams breaks out offensively, so I do think it's going to be a low-scoring game, and it maybe hinges on one swing, one homer. I think some of the Yankees who don't know any better, like their new shortstop and their new center fielder, one of whom came up through the system and has been there for like a month, and the other came from St. Louis and was hurt like the whole year, they don't know any better, and yeah. they've come up huge in this series, and I actually think that's who I would lean on to do the same. Stanton's been terrible, hit one homer opposite field, and Judge has been awful, and he continues that by striking out in the first. I was waiting for you to do that. I knew you would get it in at some point. He does have two hits this series. <laughs> I believe that was K number 10. This is game number five. Hey, I'm not saying anything about him after what Jose Altuve did in the last game alone. Right. Yankees without Judge are awful. Astros without Altuve have yet to lose. <laughs> Just the worst. You're the worst. I mean, there's a big, big difference. I they know. are awful when he isn't awesome. And the Astros are just fine. That right when there, When Altuve though, doesn't literally that right nothing. Is what, and, and he no, actually accounted for 17 outs because he went over 16 and hit into a double play. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like... Even with what we just got done discussing about Altuve and the fact that the lineups, and this is probably, I mean, it's got to be one of the weakest Astros lineups, relatively speaking, for this run, relatively speaking. You can say it, but we just watched I know. everybody in the lineup of the six that matter, except for Altuve, Get they were borderline hits. great. Yeah, Bregman hits the Including huge homer. Yuli. Including Yuli, including Pena, two, three, four, five, six yeah. in the order all mattered in that last series, which Pena is why they the won. Deciding run. But having said that, that's what I was getting to. The pitching for the Astros, it just is the great equalizer. I mean, you're going to have to have somebody totally bleep the bed multiple times for me to be convinced. Yeah, one of these two teams has a chance to beat the Astros four out of seven. I, I, I'm sorry, I just. I'm not being cocky about it. I think it's a whole new ball game once you get to the World Series, if that's what happens. Well, what shouldn't happen has already did. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. So it makes me a little curious about it happening a second time. It's, it's just how they ultimately everybody in that series pitched. And I'll, I'll walk you through what For I'm talking Astros, about. the Astros, you mean? Yeah. Okay. So the Astros made four pitching changes in the first game. And I'm just going to go straight through the series like it was a, a, a long stretch of 
36 innings. Just okay. nothing shit. So four pitching changes, and then in game two, five more. So that's nine pitching changes. Uh-huh. And then the big one. <laughs> game three, where almost everybody pitched. But again, it goes all the way back. So every time somebody came in the game, it was a quote-unquote pitching change. So that's eight more. So they made thir- or 17 pitching changes in this series. Verlander started, and then they changed pitchers 17 times the rest of the way. Every single time the pitcher had it. Quote, unquote, it. It. Every single pitcher they turned to for the entire series after Justin had it. And that was against arguably tremendously uh, against a much better lineup than what the Yankees or Guardians are going to trot out there. That's debatable. No, it's not. They have one player who's phenomenal. The Mariners and the most were the, the hottest team in is, baseball coming into the postseason. That's uh, not something I would agree with. Who was hotter? Well, anybody. I mean, they were okay. They were just like everybody else. Really? Yeah. You believe that? You said that with a straight face. What do you think they did at the end of the season to finish fifth? I'm not even talking about the end of the season so much as just they were fantastic in coming back against the the uh, Blue Jays and Julio Rodriguez was a stud and he how many times did he strike out the other day? Three times in the finale. Yeah, I mean, I but I'm 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 lending to what you're saying about the Astros pitching more than anything. I mean, they were finished 18 games over 500. The Mariners. Mm-hmm. They were 18 games over 500 after game 140. So they went 500 over the final 22 games. And how many games back of the Astros did they finish? That's not their fault. That's how good the Astros. This is the point. Like yeah. I don't think they were hot at all, and I don't think they have a great offense. I think their offense is they're like the uh, the Yankees. Julio Rodriguez is their Aaron Judge. He's super dangerous. You hate facing him every time. You go, oh, we put a runner on. Now he's going to get that at bat here. You're afraid. And I think Astros fans and even maybe their team they were and they should have been. But if he's not doing it like he didn't in Game Three, then they're terrible. The Yankees are terrible when Aaron Judge doesn't do anything, and the Mariners just went 18 scoreless in Rodriguez's least successful offensive game in the series. And he was, it's, I mean, he really was very Judge-like at times when just no one else could get anything done. He was getting not just hits, he was getting doubles. Like, I know nobody is ready to go to this for next year. We talked about it already yesterday. George Kirby, I don't even think we've said his name yet since He's he awesome. pitched Sunday or Saturday. Like these, Luis Castillo starts game one next year when the Astros and Mariners meet. Kirby starts game two. Gilbert starts game three. Mm-hmm. And that's as good as anybody's going to have anywhere. You I think Kirby is going to be unbelievable. And now they have a super young starter to go with a super young. They got a, a Cy Young. I think Kirby is that good. And I, he's never been in this situation before. It's his first postseason. It's the. You know, their first elimination game and he gets the ball. Not only was he shoving, he was literally staring. He stared down Jose Altuve after he struck him out. Yeah, in the that's seventh not inning. smart. Yeah. It was awesome. But, if you're but, just a fan okay. of the game. But yeah, no, for sure. But here's the deal. The Astros have a guy like that too. His name's Hunter Brown. They got like 10 of them. And they that's have the nine difference. others. Yeah. And, uh, Jose's probably not going to have that good of a bad of a game again. And so you think you're ahead of us? Am I ahead of you? Yeah, because we're on a, a stream that's oh, through man. a system. Oh, no. So that must mean that terrible Giancarlo Stanton on a 2-0 pitch took Aaron Savale over the fence. Is that what happened? It does. It is 3 nothing Yankees. Wow. That's our sounder for the day. Every time somebody scores...
in the Yankees Guardians game. No matter game. who it is, because uh, I also have a Cleveland doesn't one. have. We will jump right in, but yes, that was in advance. I didn't even. I could have said he singled in a run. I could have said he doubled off the wall to score two. Well, he doesn't do those things. He just hits home runs and or he strikes hit it to out. A very similar place that, that he did earlier this series, an opposite field, three hundred and seventy-nine foot homer, and Nestor Cortez staked to a three nothing lead. In the first inning, bring those SOBs to Houston. I'm all about it. Like I, I, I really, again, I don't care, but I guess for storyline purposes, that would be more fun. No, I think the storylines. I mean, it's it's so much juicier. Like Garrett, Garrett Cole, Rob Manfred wants this. Like I mean, you're like you want Aaron Judge to leave the Yankees, right, Clanton? I don't care. I don't. Sure? They're not going to win either way. Yeah. I mean, will it make they're Yankees only, fans sad? Only sure, nine but who wins cares? away right now. Oh, really? How yeah. many are the Nine Astros away? Eight. Okay. <laughs> just just checking in. Um, like, he could leave, and that would make them sad, but so many other things have made them sad that are I more important. Say, just like based on, if the Astros end up playing the Yankees, like this game's probably going to go the Yankees' way. What happens to lead to this moment, I think is one of the biggest things the Astros have to be careful about. They plunked Rizzo right before this. Uh-huh. That guy... I used to love him so much, and I still kind of do. He crowds the plate like crazy. It feels like every single time someone hits Rizzo, they come through. I mean, Rizzo's been hit more than any other player in baseball. Like, you can't give him a free base by hitting him. And, and I know you want to go inside on him because that's what he's weakest at, but, like, the Astros cannot hit Rizzo on a consistent basis if they want to beat the Yankees. But what makes you think they're going to hit him? Because everyone hits him. The, the Astros haven't hit him, have they? I have a feeling in their seven games this yeah, year they hit him I'm once. I'm pretty I confident think. they did. I need you to look that up. He I, just, absolutely. He cr- like he team just, on it. He crowds <laughs> the plate like crazy, and he also he leans in. Like He's not afraid of contact. So brush him back, but don't hit him. You see what he did the other day? Yeah. At first base? Yes. If you guys didn't see it, uh, a pick, you know, a, uh, a throw over to first. You're just trying to keep the runner close. The uh, Yankees pitcher throws over. And Rizzo drops his leg in front of the bag. He blocks first base yeah. on a pickoff throw. And Jimenez, I think, was the base runner. He puts his hand on his leg and pushes into the base and then puts his hand over his leg to touch the base. And the umpire's like, you can't do that, uh, dummy. He's an we idiot. Talk about, we, we had a lot to talk about yesterday since Jackie Boy got fired. Yeah. I mean, a lot of good things happened in that game. But Maldi, what are you doing? Double play ball? What are you doing, man? Oh, so actually, I take it back. Altuve hit into two double plays. Yes, that was was the other one. Yeah, yeah. So, so people have said like I can't remember what the tweet was. It was something about you know Altuve, and you know people are going to blame Altuve for that, but that's really Maldonado's fault. And I'm like, well, yeah, of course it is. But the two different things are Altuve's bad right now. Because it's baseball. He's in a slump. He's totally out of sorts at the plate. Those things will happen from time to time. They're not avoidable. Everybody slumps. What Maldi did is 100% avoidable. That's that's a mistake. You can avoid that mistake. But you like, just can't but do then that. He and he was did. like, he stood there like, hey, review this because I'm going to be uh, redeemed. No, I you're think not. He, you know, I think he might have thought, yeah, I got there before he tagged me. The manner in which France did it was almost so nonchalant. It was impressive, actually. It, it was a gr- really good play by France, but I don't even know why he thought for a second. to. He tagged him probably like, yeah, you you know when you tag runners when they're already standing on the base? Uh-huh. I have to feel like that's what he did. He didn't think, he wasn't like knowingly probably 
probably thinking, oh, this guy's wiser on the base. And I watched Maldi, and he was he was playing games. He was kind of shuffling over, kind of goofing, like like you know, he's gonna steal. No, just like I'm gonna am I in his way? I'm gonna take this pat. He didn't just simply do the smart thing and just he take just three steps back in the bag and put your foot on it. <sighs> Nobody, you're not beating anybody, Big Puma. All right, it is the A-Team here on Sports Talk 790. We will continue to keep you updated on this one. Cleveland's coming back. Uh, They've pulled their starter. That didn't last long. All right, um, listen, when it comes to getting you into a new or pre-owned vehicle that you can not only enjoy, you're going to be proud of, and on top of that, most importantly, you're going to get the best deal on it, and they're going to treat you the best when it comes to the car buying experience. You want to go to Classic Chevy in Sugarland or Classic Chevy Highway 6. The Highway 6 location going to be open for your convenience every single Sunday. You heard me right. They're open on Sundays. Not typical of a car dealership. Very typical of Classic Chevy Highway 6. But as for the Sugarland location... They'll be available for you on Saturdays and throughout the rest of the week as they are the GM dealer of the year, 12 years in a row, and both locations family-owned and operated business by Jeff and Tiffany Sebastian. Both locations also with tons of Silverados with $5,000 off right now. More inventory with every one of their vehicles than anyone else out there. You can see what it means to relax and enjoy the difference at Classic Chevy in Sugarland and Classic Chevy Highway 6. Tell them Adam Clanton from Sports Talk 790 sent you in. If you can buy Astros gear on it, you can hear us on it. Listen live for free on any smart device. They're still not out of the first inning at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, but they're not going to score any more runs. It's just taking forever because he made a pitching change. Three probably does it today. Uh, I don't know about that, but I do think the Yankees are going to pitch well. Okay. Uh, waiting the, awaiting, I should say, the winner of this one to see who the Astros will play tomorrow night. It's kind of crazy after everything has shaken out the way it has. Um, a, that we don't, we still don't know. And B, by the way, why just, just through, take me through the logistics? Why wouldn't we be able to pick up credentials today when you know that if the Yankees come to town, because um, their reasoning was that, that we don't know who the they want to put them all out at the same time, we don't know who the winner is going to be. But the Yankees media conglomerate is going to be ridiculous, correct? Why wouldn't you just get the locals out of the way first and then wait till them to come tomorrow? I don't have any idea. Okay. I got a really good reaction out of you for that one. I don't really think anybody cares why <laughs> we didn't get our credentials today. That's very clear right now, Wex. You couldn't have said it any better. Just like you always do when you don't think anybody cares about something I say. It's hilarious. Uh, anyway, we will catch up with Michael Connor, who is still over there. You got a chance to go over to the stadium today. It did look fantastic as far as the uh, the weather is concerned. Any chance that they would open up the roof during the CS? Because I don't think that's ever happened before. It's only been World Series because of Rob Manfred. And there's a bunch of hand-wringing about it. But if the weather is like this tomorrow, I don't see why you wouldn't. I mean, I don't know who makes that call, whether Major League Baseball has stepped into to those series or it's just the World Series. I think if the players and the team, the Astros, have a say in it, the roof will be closed. Obviously, the weather is perfectly fine. It was a very nice day. It was breezy in there. It was actually cool inside the ballpark. The sun's shining in. A, a 637 first pitch. 
uh, wouldn't be anything like what we saw in Seattle. I mean, quite honestly, some of these 407s and 507 and 307 local start times produce what we saw in Seattle. And I don't mean the air quality. I mean the fact that, uh, you know, you're interviewing Scott Service during the game, and the obvious has to be said when both Lance McCullers and George Kirby are blowing through offenses. Well, the assumption was, and I think it was accurate, well, the shadows have something to do with it. I think it affected the umpire as well. I think he had a hard time picking up the ball out of the hand, and thus I think it was throwing him off a little bit with where these balls were being received. It definitely seemed to be impacting the hitters and thus favoring the pitchers. Little did we know when that was no longer a factor, nobody would score for the next four and a half hours. Um, this will be the first night game they've played all postseason, will it not? Uh, start time, yeah. Plus, <laughs> yes. Well, they've only played three games. I know, but I just like it's. It, we talk about it every year because it always happens, and people complain, and it's you know whatever. You have to play. You almost have to. The Astros would have had to play the Yankees to play a night game in the divisional series, um, or you know somebody that Major League Baseball deems actually important. But um, yeah, the shadows and all that kind of stuff's not going to be an issue. Um, I just. Again, I go. I keep going back to this, and it's why I said I was more confident than I ever have been about the Astros going into the postseason. And it wasn't just. It's not necessarily about who still lies in front of them, possibly. But this was if they got to the World Series and they ended up facing the Dodgers. I just think their pitching's that good and can neutralize any sort of threats that any sort of lineups out there have. Because as we all know, so many times those hitters that are so fantastic during the regular season. It just doesn't translate in the postseason a lot of times. It's just hard to count on every single pitcher to do it. We watched it for six hours, and every single pitcher did it. It's very rare. Uh, when you're that good, it's a little less rare. And, you know, Dusty was super confident every time he gave somebody new the baseball, and he should have been. But they also came through every single time. They scored one run off of Christian Javier in his one and a third home run ball. They scored two runs off Framber Valdez and his five-plus innings of work, and one of them came home on an errant throw home by him. That was the whole rest of the series after Verlander left the mound. A little bit later, we'll, we'll play the self-deprecating Justin Verlander from what he had to say about the awesome pitching staff of the Astros. But imagine that. You, you played you know nine innings game one, nine more innings in game two, and 18 innings in game three. They scored six times in the first four of those 36 innings. And then they scored three times in the final 32 innings. I don't imagine the Astros pitching is going to repeat that no matter who they play. They could play the worst offense in baseball, and I still wouldn't expect them to repeat that. That's so unbelievably, outrageously successful. But that's their season, But they season, can still though. hold teams down yeah. and prevent the five-run inning, maybe an inning that could get out of hand. It's a one-run inning. It's a two-running. They've got traffic, and you've kept it to a – you've held your 3 nothing lead, and it's still 3-1 when it looked like it could have gotten worse. And the next guy you go to has – it's just a matter – like, even today, the Guardians' bullpen has been at least as good as the Astros here in the postseason. The numbers are unbelievable. The first pitcher they threw out there today hit a guy and served off a gopher ball, and now it's 3 nothing. But he's, like, one of their worst pitchers. He's definitely not front line. I would agree with that, which is, again, kind of odd that he would Curious. be the first guy. Yes. Uh, but I think they're still in good hands the rest of the way. The problem is their offense is, is not great either. But he also was used at the one part of their lineup where the Yankees can hurt you right now. Yeah, I guess so. That's, that's probably fair. So I, I I don't know. I just thought it was yeah, that's that's a very curious decision. Um there is football to get to and it's not just the I don't even I've run out of things to say about the Broncos and how bad that season is. Like 
my whole thing about, oh, they'd probably be the potentially most disappointing team. They are the most disappointing team in the NFL. They have to be. There's like you can take all the intangibles out there, um, pound for pound. I don't think there's anybody relative to their expectations that has been more disappointing than the Denver Broncos. We'll get into that next. The NFL finally finishes a super exciting oh. week six. One third of the NFL season is over. Six weeks in, there are twelve weeks to go. Some good results have produced a pair of top ten picks. For the Texans, if the season ended today. And we'll get into that when we come back. Yes, and I also wanted to get into one of the um, more visible and volatile owners smashing Daniel Snyder with something that he had to say just minutes ago. So we'll get into that as well. Hey, uh, they may be Texas' preferred LASIK provider, but Berkeley Eye Center is also setting new standards in other vision correction technology, like their new... Uh, exciting EVO procedure. This is a non-laser, reversible, implantable contact lens procedure that now is making it possible for more people than ever to have their vision corrected at Berkeley Eye Center, even if you're told you're not a candidate for LASIK. And that's what a lot of people run into. You you get all excited, you want to do LASIK, and you've heard all of the good things that we've been telling you about it, and then you get there and they tell you you're not a candidate. That can be disappointing. But for LASIK or for their new EVO procedure that I mentioned, go to berkeleye.com right now or talk to one of their specialists at 713-526-EYES. That's 713-526-EYES. And let them bring your world back into focus at Berkeley Eye Center. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. AC cranked, cold beverage in the cup holder, and Clanton slamming the baseball teams from the other coasts. Suck it, American League and National League and World. Surf's up, bro, huh? The A-Team Summer continues. Back to Adam Clanton and Adam Wexler on Sports Talk 790. It is the A-Team here on Sports Talk 790. Hey, before we get into some uh, football discussion, just perusing the internet as I want to do last night, Joe, and stumbled across a very, very angry individual. When it was learned that the uh, game that we're in the middle of witnessing during the show right now to determine who's going to play the Astros was not going to be played last night because of rain, uh, one guy lost his mind. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. I promise he did. The Yankees are a bunch of frauds. They don't want to play tonight. The Guardians do. May I remind you, the Yankees have a $250 million payroll. A quarter of a billion dollars to play baseball. That's your job the guardians have 64 million dollars in comparison they have 16 rookies they want to go tonight what the f- are we doing here you bunch of pretty boys you afraid of spongebob square pants you afraid of some water on the tarp there is no water on the tarp what are we even doing here it's october it's playoff baseball there was way much more f- rain last night in cleveland if the mlb cancels this game tonight you've seen it and i've seen it they cater to these f- big market teams and don't give a sh- about the small market ones. Play playoff baseball tonight, New York Yankees, you bunch of frauds. <sighs> I can't I can't really argue with anything he said though. I mean I know they're playing the game right now and it kind of lends itself to but Thanks for the call. I mean seriously, why didn't they play last night? Did it did it not rain in Cleveland the, the game prior? It did. So what's the reasoning here? Well, it comes down to like the level of rain and if they think the game's going to be stopped or not. Like just cuz it rains doesn't mean it's like it can rain throughout the game, but if they look like it's going to it's going to rain and then it's going to stop the game and you're going to have to start the game hours later, that's why they're going to stop it. Which I guess is what the thinking was going to be is that Yeah, they, because like you don't like like we you know we're say, like there's it looks like they like pitchers be, to be able to pitch until they are bad at pitching, not they have to be taken out because yeah, the like, rain took them out. Like Clayton, you asked us in in the first segment, like how do you or the second segment, like how do you think this game's going to play out? Frankly, that's an unfair question because like if this game in an hour or in the next thirty minutes a storm comes over and takes Nestor Cortez out of this game, then I don't know the answer to that question. Because I don't think that the Yankees bullpen can hold up through eight innings, and the Guardians might be able to. So it's that's why they didn't play the game. And look, I you know, and the issue with part of the issue with like the way they handled this is the fact that it was reported that the Guardians wanted to play last night and the Yankees didn't, and no one has disputed that. So that's where like I get where this kid's coming from. Like he's so pissed because well, it took like one millisecond for that that they wanted. Like no one's denied that, right? And for like it took like one millisecond after the decision was made for the Yankees to get it out to the MLB on Fox's Twitter account or whomever. You know, there's this big graphic: Nestor Cortez going in Game Five tomorrow. Well, yeah, because now he can. So I mean, is is there a conspiracy in, around every corner? No, but it's hard to argue with somebody like that when. 
this is how it's unfolded, and now they're down 3 nothing. and Cleveland fans are probably like, well, what if the game had gone off last night? Would it be different right now? It's a fair question to ask. Yeah, they might have scored, but the Guardians would have used the same pitcher against the same hitters. That's true. That's true. And if he was going to give up what he did in the first inning, then uh, it, might, it might not have mattered. But um, the Yankees definitely feel better about uh, Nestor Cortez versus Jamison Tyon going. There's no question about it. It obviously impacts the next series a great deal, and that series is going to be impacted no matter what because of the way they've scheduled it. Now, unless rain plays a factor, which could actually be a positive for both teams, because games three, four, and five are in succession in the opposing team city, and then games six and seven, again, with no days off, are scheduled to be back here in Houston. All five of those games are scheduled to play every single day for five days. If rain hits in one of those uh, cities, whether it's Cleveland or New York, which causes a pause, well, that obviously is going to give those teams a day off they would not have had. And between games three and seven, you don't have any days off right now, which means your game three starter would not start another game. Which is Garrett Cole start, if you're the Yankees. Well, unless he starts on short rest. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, it's it should be Garrett Cole in game three, it looks like, and it should be Nestor Cortez in game four, which would prevent Cortez likely from starting a second game either early in the series or late in the series. That's what today's game has done to the Yankees, we think. Again, lots can change. You might end up using a pitcher a little bit different way, but it does also impact the Astros. An additional day off would allow the Astros game three starter to potentially start a Game 7 on regular rest if there were a unintended, unexpected, rain-included in, in, in day off. Because otherwise, as Dusty was asked today, get your sounder ready, um, the Astros considered that. He didn't tell us who was starting Game 2 or 3, but in thinking about who the Game 3 starter is, if you plan on that pitcher pitching in Game 7, then you choose that pitcher accordingly. I told you to get the sounder ready. Oh, you've got the thing over there. Well, who's batting? Did he do it? Of course he did it. Yeah, two-run homer. No, wait. Well, there's nobody on base, so that would be a I thought kind there was of magical. On base. I thought there was someone on base. They gave him two runs for no. a solo shot? Yeah. Aaron two Judge, outs, nobody Mickey Mouse, on. home run, 394 to right field. Mickey Mouse? Yeah. Good. It's uh, the right hold, hold up, hold up. What are you talking about? Uh, Giancarlo Stan's home run that he hit to make this game a 3 nothing game yeah. uh, would have been a home run in three out of 30 ballparks. Uh-huh. And how many about this 394-foot homer? Probably a lot. Probably. <laughs> well, if you're going to call the, so the Astros are up short 4-0 after it, five outs. Yeah, but if you're going to say that the Astros have a bogus left field wall, you have no. to say the same thing about the right field they wall at Yankee, Yankee Stadium. Yeah, but that doesn't it's mean every am- home run to right field at Yankee Stadium is yes, bogus. Yes, it does. <laughs> no, 394 I've just clearly pretty, established that. 394 is pretty good. Uh, uh, put a four in front of it and be a real man. That's what I say. Good for Aaron Judge. I'm so proud of him. Yeah, Stan's home run was only 379 feet. Again, think about You're saying it was only Little 379 league. feet. Little league. It's a home run in three out of 30 ballparks. I get it. I think but only he did. is a fair word. You hit it 379 feet. How many 379 foot outs versus homers do you think there were this year? There are quite a few of those. I don't know. Why don't you ask Trey Mancini? I'm just saying, like 379 feet is. Too soon? It's pretty far. It just fair. happened to be at Yankee Stadium where your 27 other ballparks would have held it. This one would not have. Little League ballpark. In that spot. Yeah. Your Don's going to hit like four over there. I can't wait. Hopefully three of them are off of Garrett Cole. 
in game three. Because, he, yeah, I, yeah, that'd be... I am anxious. He hit two of them in one game, did he not? Was that last year or this year? I can't remember. Not this year. It was yeah, last it was year. last year. Yeah, that's right, because he swore loudly after the second one erupted off the bat. Yeah, I... Um, and I, you know what? For I'll, Pete's sake. There it is. I, uh, I'm looking forward to Jose Al- Altuve recovering. I think that's <laughs> That'd be nice. probably, I mean, you can't get much worse, right? I, I hope not. Maybe as famous last words, but, uh, we will, well, you get, can be literal. He got zero hits. How do you get worse? Keep getting zero hits you in a longer series. You can't get less than zero. Yeah, but you can have more, you can have a prolonged zero. You have more that strikeouts. It'd be the same. Zero hits. Can't get worse than that. Technically, if it's a longer series, you can be worse. They must be winning games if it's a longer series. Yeah, I hope so. The Astros, anyway. All right, 4 o'clock hour comes up next. It will include our irresponsible hot take from Joe George. Michael Connor joining us at the bottom of the hour. We'll get to some football conversation when we return. Two lifelong Houston sports guys named Adam. Talking your teams. Adam Clanton and Adam Wexler are the A team. A team. It is the A team here on Sports Talk 790. Hour number two of three. Wex, AC, Joe George with you. Awaiting the winner of the Guardians and the Yankees to see who will play the Astros tomorrow night in game one of the ALCS. Yankees currently leading it 4 nothing in the top of the third. A couple of home runs from their guys that do that in their lineup consistently have put the Yankees in front. And so it looks at this point very good for the Yankees, but a lot can change and there's a long way to go. So we shall see how this one unfolds. Meanwhile, uh, Astros working out today over at Minute Maid Park. Wex had a chance to go over there and... Uh, Dusty Baker was among some of the uh, people participating in a media session beforehand. Yeah, Kyle Tucker first to the uh, podium. Uh, the funny part of uh, that was when we asked uh, Brian McTaggart, I believe, asked him if he is, you know, checked in with Miles Straw recently. Uh, probably not in the last 30 seconds since that's when Miles Straw popped out with a runner on first base. He hit it pretty far for Miles. Um, but uh, Kyle said, yeah, actually, it was his so birthday mean. yesterday. Such a mean person. So I tried texting him. He was kind of busy. But then after they got the rain out, I, I texted him then. I checked in with him then. Uh, it will either be a, a series against Miles Straw or a series against Garrett Cole for the Astros. After Kyle Tucker hit the podium, Justin Verlander was next, followed by Dusty. Among the things that Justin uh, had to say was asked about looking at this pitching staff, and that's all he did after his six runs were allowed for the next Two and a half games, basically three whole games, um, four whole games. And he's clearly been with them all year, watched them from a distance, the majority of these uh, players the last two years when he wasn't out there and, and now out there with them, watching them turn in arguably and, and basically the best pitching, best pitched season in the majors this year, the best group of starting pitchers and nobody's deeper, and the best group of bullpen arms, which was augmented by the fact that three of their starters are in that bullpen, and they got seven shutout innings from the two starters, Hunter Brown and Luis Garcia, who threw out of the bullpen in the 18-inning zeros uh, for the Astros to get him that one nothing win. So his thoughts as he talked about some other pitching staffs that he's been and in comparison to this one, while he didn't name any names or any of the groups that he was with before, um, he talked about this group and then poked fun at himself. 
it's just a, a lot of fun to, to watch, and I would put us right up there as a starting staff against some of the you know some of the best teams I've ever been a part of. Um, and then the bullpen is, I mean, probably uh, if not the best, one of the best uh, bullpens I've been a part of as well. So um, just really impressive, and uh, I mean, you see. Um, how hard it is to score runs against us, uh, besides me, in the first series. Um, you know, that uh, makes it, you know, makes it a lot easier to win baseball games. Certainly does. Besides it's me, it's hard to score against us. Besides He's not wrong. me, He's totally right. I, I ran through it before, and it almost seems hard to believe. I mean, twelve outs into the series, the Mariners had six runs, and then ninety-six outs later, they scored three runs. It's. I mean, when you put it like that, and I know that's a very simplistic, and it doesn't. I mean, it's. It's frankly, it's not fair because so many things happen, so many twists and turns in each baseball game. But when you put it like that, it's pretty brutal. Yeah, the Astros pitching staff owned them, other than Verlander, which is literally exactly what he said. It was very hard to score against them as a staff, except for him. It was super easy to score against him. What did he have? One shutout inning of four? And it was just dreadful all the way through, and he knew it. And, he just never looked like himself. And he talked a lot about that today. We'll get more from him on what he thinks is to come moving forward and how his calf injury related to how he thinks he had pitched since returning, how he pitched in that game, and having the additional time off. Again, he pitched game one. They already knew when game one of the next series would be, but he didn't need to be, he wasn't used in games four or five because there wasn't one. Uh, after the game on uh, Saturday, it was said, I believe by Dusty, that Justin Verlander was going to pitch game four. And I think that was the terminology, even trying to be you know, all semantics included, pitch game four. And today, Chandler Rome asked Dusty about why Christian Javier was not available in game three. And Dusty paused for a second and he said, well, because he was going to pitch game four. And were so you he surprised? said, oh, okay. Well, he, so in other words, Dusty said they were both going to pitch game four. And I think that is not a mistake, no. not a lapse in judgment, not I forgot what I was saying. He knew after, you know, as the game was continuing, I think having Christian Javier available for game four in a Justin Verlander start after the game one Justin Verlander start was how they had decided to play it. Uh, I don't think Javier was lined up to start. I think Verlander was lined up to start. And I think he would have started the game. And then almost assuredly, um, maybe if you had to get him in the middle of an inning, it might be different. But had whatever inning he finished that was going to be his last, the next inning I think would belong to Javier. Give him his time to warm up. Let him come in in a clean inning. Let him give you as many innings as he could in light of the fact that everybody else other than Urquidy uh, had pitched in the 18-inning affair the day before. So interesting that that was the reasoning behind it. Javier, again, now has only been used uh, on a limited basis so far this postseason. Uh Luis Garcia, like he did last year in the postseason, and he did it in the regular season once, he got additional time in between appearances, and he just comes out throwing flames. BBs. He was his, Kyle Tucker marveled at his velocity today. He was saying, well, he's normally in the low to mid 90s. He was throwing 97, 98. It was clear that he brought extra juice. The, I think the moment brought a little extra juice, but I do think the, the rest brought a little extra juice. And For sure. you'll see how that maybe plays into uh, some of these other guys. We've obviously talked about Jose Altuve in very negative terms. 0 for 16, a lot of K's, a lot of bad at bats, a lot of lost at bats. And a couple of double plays. Uh, he played pretty well defensively. Played two, made two sparkling plays here in Houston, uh, and then had a play in Seattle. wasn't deemed an error. Would have been a very difficult play, but. 
ball went right into his glove and he didn't catch it, right. so there was no throw to first. So I don't know. He if had it, a rough game three. Yeah, I don't know if it got to him in the field at all, but that, that was the only even partial issue, unless you think he could have tagged Rodriguez more quickly on Jordan's throw from the outfield. But some say yes, some say no. Dusty was asked about uh, the time off. Uh, time to decompress. Uh, do you think this is a good thing, bad thing for Altuve? Your expectations for Jose Altuve when he uh, leads off in the bottom of the first inning against the Yankees or Guardi Keys? Hey, man, this guy's been good for a long time. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's not always uh, up. I mean, sometimes no matter how great you are, sometimes there, there are down times. And it's how you deal with the down times versus how you deal with the with the good times. It's easy to deal with the good times, but the mentally strong, uh, you know, have a way of dealing with the downtime. Uh, we just have to increase uh, uh, concentration and focus. And you know, when uh, when you're in a downward spiral, man, sometimes it's hard to get out. Uh, I, don't, I don't care who you are. And, uh, but I'm expecting, uh, you know, big things out of Altuve. You remember when he had the yips defensively in that ALCS against Tampa? Mm-hmm. And there were people that were like, well, is this going to carry over into the next season? Like, it's just what Dusty just said is honestly why so many players love playing for Dusty. And it's, I mean, look, it's Jose Altuve. I don't think anybody is thinking that he's going to be in a prolonged slump or that he is mentally weak or that even the mental side of this is going to get the best of him going into the ALCS. But. It's not bad to have a guy like Dusty sitting there saying all of that stuff that we already know when asked a question like that. Yeah, and like, do you think the um, the Yankees handled this right with Judge, that he's struggling so much and then they dropped him in the order in the playoffs? I don't think it was... From one to two? I, I, I could be wrong, so correct me. Did that Was that addressed and answered as the reason? I don't remember. Because I don't remember hearing that. To me... Well, what, who I, would admit to that? Well, I mean, you could have well, absolutely adds, say adds protection. Torres yeah. is on base now. Rizzo's behind him, right? In the three hole, like it, it I think it's, it, your lineup in a different to way. To me, it's, it's an it's a, a way to maximize. Like he bats more often if he hits first, but I don't know that that maximizes his output. Yeah, because if, if he's, he's only hitting batting, solos, then. But again, he, the only time you bat first is the first at bat of the game. After Fair. that, who knows what's happening? But I do know, like most teams. The best hitters in their lineup aren't hitting seven, eight, nine. Like uh, Bader, Trevino, and Hicks, for example, are their seven, eight, nine hitters. Although Hicks, more for Hicks, Hicks he just died. Uh, well, he ran into his infielder on a pop up from Quan, which should have been uh, the second out of the inning. Instead, the runner reached. Hicks had to leave the game. Former Houston Astro, bearded Astro, now clean shaven, Marwin Gonzalez is in left field, and the bases are loaded with one out for the best hitter. The Guardians have Jose Ramirez. Who's ahead in the count? 2 1, by the way. Oh, he missed it. Oh. (laughs) Come on, Joe. This is the least fun aspect of today's show. Do you know who the uh, Wexler research team is a slave to? The streaming services? No, they're a slave to the numbers. Oh they, they don't work God. for the Astros. They don't work for Sports Talk 790. They they work for the numbers. Uh-huh. So you were saying, ah, you, you know, is he in a prolonged slump? You don't know what the deal is. You, you don't expect that. So I was listening to the exceptional and exceptionally long 10th inning show on Saturday after the ball game with Chris and Astros insider Michael Connor. Uh-huh. No way. Yeah, no. way. No, it's it's just four to one now. Sack fly. 
uh, let's go live to the Sports Talk 790 control room for a super exciting update. Uh, Jose Ramirez. Uh, no, 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 you already a, blew it. We already hung up on you. center field. Joe, I don't say this a lot. I hate you right now. What? I really do. Because... Well, I can't see you again, so I don't know what to do. I'm glad Jose Ramirez hit it far enough for their extremely slow catcher to score from third, but it is (laughs) 4-1. Is he slower than Maldi? Probably not. Probably not. Guardians down 4-1. But since I was listening to them, and Gordy wondered after the 0-16 for in the postseason, what did that do to Altuve's postseason average? Oh, that's a good question. So before this postseason, he was a two eighty six career hitter. Uh And now after going 0-16, for it's dipped to two seventy two. But since... The WRT, the Wexler Research Team, is a slave to the numbers. Yes. They took it upon themselves to look further into the Altuve issues. You layers of this onion. So he played in the ALDS this year, and before that, he played in the World Series in 21, and before that, he played in the Championship Series in 21. And during his most recent three postseason series, he's 9 for 67. He's batting 134 with 18 strikeouts. So he's due. <laughs> That's what everybody keeps saying. But <laughs> while there was, due. you know, eleven months in between, Jeez. he is in a massive postseason, unabashed so. postseason tailspin. Mm. Well, that's why they need to play the Yankees. He loves hitting against the Yankees. Uh, we will get to Joe's irresponsible hot take. Of the day, or of the week in this case, with our signature segment when we come back here on the A-Team Sports Talk 790. Hey, Wex, you know what's awesome? Is going to see uh, some of the most fantastic-looking cars on the planet, and you can do that this weekend, starting on Thursday with the Barrett-Jackson Auto Auction right here in Houston over at NRG Center. This is a place where... You can absolutely just fall in love and become a kid all over again. But you can also bring your kid. And by the way, kids five and under get in free with a paid adult. There are also discounts for military students and seniors with advanced tickets starting as low as 25 bucks. It's money well spent if you want to get uh, a good look at or maybe in some cases get your hands on some of the finest cars you've ever seen. Hundreds and hundreds of vehicles. They're coming across the auction block, custom pickups, supercars, Broncos, a whole lot more. Uh, some really killer automobiles, probably a lot that you haven't seen, even for the most extreme uh, collectors out there. There's some really unique vehicles that uh, you'll be able to see there, and obviously you can take part in everything else they have to offer. Interactive displays, thrill rides, a huge exhibitor marketplace, there's food, there's also an opportunity for event goers to ride with a pro, ride with a professional driver on the bear Jackson performance track barrett-jackson.com their website for more information on tickets it runs Thursday through Saturday this weekend the 20th through the 22nd right there at NRG Center we'll take the show out there Friday afternoon come by and see us at the Barrett Jackson Auto Auction Hello it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. 
Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. It might happen. It might not. We don't care if it's on the spot. But the one thing we do know... It will be hot. This is the irresponsible hot take of the week. I'm coming in. On the A-Team. Signature segment time, and it is back. The irresponsible hot take for you here on a Tuesday, a day out from the ALCS beginning, and uh, a day out essentially in the NFL from the next week's games beginning. Game week, so to speak. Texans preparing for the Raiders. We'll be in Vegas for that one. And another, what shapes up to be, fantastic weekend of at least college football matchups. I'll present you the uh, college football game of choice for us to be stone-cold locking a little bit later today. But what's today's irresponsible hot take? Uh, yes, so the irresponsible hot take is back. Is going to be a football season segment. Love it or shove it will be a non-football season segment. Because I just had some takes I, I had that. to get out. And we're going to do... Uh, what we're going to do here, we're going to change up a little bit. you got to grade the take. 1 to 10. 10, oh. Joe, turn off your microphone. Don't talk again. 1, that's so boring. We might have to go back to love it or shove it. So this week... Wait, wait, wait. Aren't, I'm confused. So 1 is that it's a bad take. Uh-huh. Like it's boring. 10 is, Joe, that's so outrageous. What do you, you get your speaking privilege, privileges revoked yeah, for a second? Yeah, not like they're actually going to be. Uh, uh, like, all right. I don't want to be, a, you know, me. But aren't those both the same? <laughs> you are totally being a you right now. Like one of them is, ugh, that was terrible. Right, and just, the other one is, ugh, okay, that just, was terrible. You're going to grade it on a 1 to 10 about how irresponsible it is. How about now that? we're talking. Okay, you got to walk right. me through it. I'm three years old. No, you're right. No, I said it wrong. That was my bad. Explain it to strong, him like he's five. Strong start here. All right, so I was penciling uh, three teams that could uh, acquire Sean Payton via trade this offseason. We've always talked about the Dallas Cowboys, but they're 4-2. and two. They get Dak Prescott back. So they were one of my teams that I was considering for this. Now, I'm going to say the Cowboys at this point, they're out. Mike McCarthy's the coach. He's going to be the coach next year again. Unless Dallas completely falls apart, it's going to be really hard for them, I think, to trade um, for Sean Payton. I know it's what we've all penciled in, but I just I don't think that it's that team. So I have two other contenders that I've been thinking about of who is going to trade for Sean Payton. Now, last night... They're in another boring game of Monday Night Football. I guess it could be either the Broncos or the Chargers. I was going to lean Chargers as my other of my three options, but not my final destination. I don't think the Chargers will trade for him, even though I do think Brandon Staley might be on the hot seat because he might stink as a head coach. He might. Um, I also think it could make sense for the Broncos. I'm going to go irresponsible hot take. The team that will trade for Sean Payton is a team that's going to miss the playoffs after appearing in the Super Bowl this offseason, the Cincinnati Bengals will trade a top 15 pick to the New Orleans Saints for Sean Payton. And next year, Sean Payton, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, that's going to be fun. Well, first of all, you get a 10 out of 10 rating for sticking to your guns. It's been a long time of... You saying, dude, Zach Taylor sucks. He's got to get out of there. And then they went to the Super Bowl. So now, with the Bengals sitting in first place, 
at three and three, you're saying it'll be time for him to go after his team goes from nowhere to the Super Bowl. Right now they're and, tied for first, right? Yeah, first place. Okay. Like I said. Um, well, they're not the, in the playoffs right now. Well, technically they are. No, the Ravens would be. Yeah, technically they, they wouldn't be in the playoffs. Right now they'd have the 15th pick in the, the draft. The tie sitting next to the Colts' loss column would have them as the other wild card team. Yeah. <laughs> what a... Again. A one of the AFC's week. six winning teams... The Indianapolis Colts at 3, 2, and 1. But you get a 10 out of 10 for sticking to the I want Zach Taylor fired, so I'm right. It's pretty card. hard. So I'll give you that. Um, and on the irresponsible hot take card that he's going to get fired and they're going to be the team willing to give up capital because they're loaded with player talent that they maybe they can, I don't think it's crazy hot. You're, you're, you're on fire, but you're not like dying in a, you know, uh, a fire starter type of scene. That's fair. Where why the building's about a, to blow up. It's like a seven a, a or a six. Cur- a curveball on my uh, opinion of this. I don't think Dallas is out of it yet. No, it's I, very early. I think that's fair, but like, I, I mean, look if they if they go back to the old offense of just trying to chuck it downfield, then I think that's going to be a disaster for them. But they have a new, they have a proven formula. They can run the ball with Pollard and Zeke. Run the ball, take a couple shots with Dak. Keep the Cooper Rush game plan with Dak Prescott, and you're going to be one of the best teams in the NFL. Keep your defense off the field. Don't make mistakes. Like They've got a winning formula with a better quarterback who can make big plays. If Dallas falls apart, it's because Kellen Moore and Dak have huge egos. Isn't it going to be interesting, too, if that's what happens? What For whatever reason, like Dak comes back and they don't play as well. Suddenly, Jerry's manufactured controversy is a real full-blown controversy. It's not. Cooper Rush stinks. Yeah, there's no controversy. I totally disagree. I'm, yeah, I, no, I agree that he Cooper stinks. Rush is never going to play a game where Dak Prescott is healthy. I would feel confident saying that. Just saying, though, if they start losing with Dak under they're, center... They're not going to bench him for Cooper Rush, in my opinion. But but if they start losing with Dak under center, then maybe this Sean Payton thing actually does happen. Oh, the Mike McCarthy thing and the Dak stuff and the Cooper stuff, I think it's all separate. Yeah. I agree with you on that wholeheartedly. The idea that Mike McCarthy is the 2023 head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, I'm not on board with that just yet. Because it's clear they can win games with defense. That's what they just did with Cooper Rush. They're one of a handful of teams that has not yet given up 100 total points in six games. There's only a couple teams. They're one of them. They can win playing this way. He's 100% right. And if it's ego from Dak, you could say that, but to me, that's not even Dak's fault. That's what quarterbacks do. Sure. That's the same thing happening right now in Green Bay. Why why is Green Bay's offense so bad? Because of Aaron Rodgers' ego. Good point. I mean, it's happening all know, over the man. I, I said this. I said this yesterday on the show, and are we sure that offense just isn't atrocious? Yeah, but, but yes, because ego has, been watching, has made them good before, too, to be fair. Totally agree, but I wish I'd seen even more of their games, but I feel like I've seen enough. He's doing the same thing Russell Wilson's doing. Just throw the ball to the open player that the player just called for, but, and he won't do it. But why does Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and I know it's very different, but Justin Fields, they're all doing the same thing. There are guys that are open, and they're not throwing them the ball. I don't think Fields is in that same boat. But Don't, don't give me David Montgomery on the last play of the game either. But it's the same offense. Like It's just, I don't... 
I think the offense is atrocious. It was asking for the quarterback to be super elite, and it was kind of it was passable because the quarterback was. Is that what you're kind of saying? Yeah, that like with Rodgers last year, it was great, and with Hackett calling it for Rodgers, it worked. But now with a new OC and a new play caller and a new quarterback coach in Green Bay, it's not working. It's not working in Denver. It's not working in Chicago. Like everyone wants to be a copycat system. Well, sometimes the system's bad, and like everyone wants to hire (laughs) these coaches who are like they they come from the Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, or Aaron Rodgers tree of they make you look good, and then they go elsewhere and they stink. Can I Hi, dare Josh you? Josh McDaniels. Like, I Will just, you accept this dare? Yeah. I dare you to name five good NFL offenses. Like right now, currently? Yep. Buffalo? That's one. Philly? Can- Kansas City. That's, Kansas City. Those are three. Keep going. And they were super easy and super correct. I think did you, that- did you, wait, who was the one you said? I said Buffalo, Philly, Kansas City. Oh, okay, you did say Philly. Okay. I mean, I... I don't think Kirk has played well, but I think the Vikings' offense is good. I can, I can accept the Vikings. What about the with Giants? With an offensive-minded no. head coach. What about the Giants? I think the Giants, are their offense is good for what they're doing. Like I just give the ball to Saquon. I, I think you've seen a coach in Brian Dable go from Buffalo with the best quarterback in the NFL or one of the top two quarterbacks, Stephon Diggs out there. He's going to a new situation. He said, now my quarterback is Daniel Jones, and Saquon Barkley is like the new version of Adrian Peterson where you say this guy can't recover from an injury and he's better and he's adjusted and changed his offense. And I I also think when two is healthy, it could be Miami. Point being... But it's not easy. It's not because of good defense. If you were watching last night, if you are watching the the past two primetime Thursday, it's not the defenses. Some nights, the defenses are very good. Dallas has a very good defense. The Bills have a very good defense. They are making things hard for for the other team. The Chargers, at some points in last night's game with the blitz packages they were using on blind Russell Wilson, it was part (laughs) of the reason. But that's not really what's happening this year. What's happening this year is the quarterback play, the play calling, and the play design has been terrible league-wide as a general thought. There's a few outliers. You guys named them. There's a few other teams who don't have the talent, so they're kind of out of the picture. But there is so much bad, bad offense. One of the dump-offs last night, Justin Herbert takes three steps back, throws a quick out to uh, Austin Eckler, and the play was designed to be run behind DeAndre Carter, former Texans punt returner. He was. It was designed for him to make the key block, which of course he whiffed on. I was about to because say because he's literally he the smallest player they have on their offense. That's what the play was designed. The offensive coordinator drew it up and said, "Let's run this." And Eckler got absolutely demolished. So it was just how they drew it up. It was just how they drew it up. <laughs> All right, we will get to uh, more baseball with our Astros insider Michael Connor straight ahead here on the A Team Sports Talk Seven Ninety. Right now, I want to get to you. Getting the best sleep at the best price guaranteed because that Texas Mattress Makers is here to help you do just that. Saving up to 25% on select mattresses. Savings up to $1,900 off is what we're talking about. And that includes free delivery and free cooling technology on that mattress. Yeah, it's a little bit cooler out today, but you never know. Right before another front comes through, it's going to get hot and muggy again. You're going to be like, I could really use a nice, cool mattress to lay down on. Well, if you have free cooling technology, you didn't pay for it. And that's what Texas Mattress Makers is going to hook you up with. They're also going to hook you up with six different locations to serve you. That means six different showrooms where you can walk in the door and get fitted for your sleeping experience, much like you would get fitted for a suit 
or anything else that is specifically tailor-made for you, for your body, and for that of your partner if you're sharing that mattress. It's the original on the east side of downtown at 4619 Navigation at the corner with Lockwood. The factory also located there, so if you want to actually see how they go about crafting what they do there, you can see it at that location. But they also are available in Atascacita, Baybrook, Katy, the Woodlands, and Richmond, Rosenberg. Check them out online at TexasMattressMakers.com. Texas Mattress Makers, the best sleep at the best price, guaranteed. Here it comes. The Houston Astros. For the Houston Astros. How about the Houston Astros? Now, Astros insider Michael Conner on Sports Talk 790. Home of your Astros. Here we go. Out to Minute Maid Park we go. Was out there earlier with Michael Connor, our Astros insider, and then the Astros had their workout. Threw up a little uh, playoff baseball on the big screen outside as the players were going through their workouts, and the players were available in the clubhouse after. Michael still there at the ballpark as the Astros watched the Yankees take their lead and still really don't know who they're playing and didn't have a whole lot to say about that. But I'd like to direct you to your uh, your conversation with Jose Altuve as he tries to break out of a long postseason slump. What did Jose have to say today? Well, first off, we watched Jose take BP on the field. It looked very good for BP on the field. Wex, as you would expect, he hit the ball to the Crawford boxes a lot. Um, then when we went down to the clubhouse, you know, everybody was kind of sitting around watching the Yankees and uh, Guardians. But Jose, you know, everybody wants to talk to him. He uh, he made us wait a little bit because he went and did more hitting in the cage. Uh, and here's what he had to say about his swing when he finally talked to us. You know, I'm always uh, ready and uh, I stay positive no matter what the situation. And uh, but obviously, it's good to have some support from Dusty. He's that kind of guy. He's been. So he's not worried about his he, prolonged slump. Will you add to what else he said when he kind of next questioned it to everybody, yourself included, when you asked him about his swing yeah. or how things would work out? And he goes, we'll see tomorrow. We'll find out tomorrow. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see tomorrow. That's exactly what he said. You guys know, I mean, without too big, he doesn't like to talk about himself if he doesn't have to. So he doesn't talk about himself at times, but... I mean, look, he was clearly, and even had some, he even had some swings today in the in against batting practice. He had some swings in batting practice where he shook his head, and like you know, he's frustrated because this isn't Jose Altuve. Um, and then, you know, they won a series, they swept the series without him being Jose Altuve. Do they necessarily need him? By the way, I'm on the HOV lane, and I hate people. I got a yes. fucking motorcycle guy passing me by. Like, get the hell out of here. Um, the, best. the Astros are going to be the Astros are going to be completely fine. I think even if he doesn't play at his best, but they need him to be better than zero for sixteen. Clearly, well, all they need to do is get to potentially Yankee Stadium, and then the Yankees faithful will start chanting a certain phrase at him, and that'll fix everything. Yeah, they will chant that. You know, um, look, I'm very, 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 very fortunate to be able to go and travel to these games in the Astros in the postseason. I'm not going to lie to you guys, though. I mean, I'm not looking forward to listening to those idiots. You might not have to. It's not over yet. Yeah, you know, it's probably over. <laughs> what would you uh, take from Justin Verlander when he did? He was asked about it a couple of times. It went into pretty good detail about some of it, uh, the things that he thinks he knows about what was going poorly for him, mechanically speaking, and things that he feels confident that he's tweaked in a, in a positive way for this next start tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, look, they, they, they need him as well to not be as bad as he was in his first start in the 
um, ALDS, like any series, I mean, like when you have home field advantage and if you can go out and take a 2-0 series lead, like the, the odds of you winning are huge. So tomorrow they're going to need him to go out there and hopefully have those mechanical issues. And you hear a lot of, he talked about the lower pass part of you know, the ride and where he lands on the mound and those kind of things that are affecting, you know, how his pitches. And I just go back to that first start, you know, his fastball velocity was there. I just didn't think everything was up in the zone. Nothing was sharp. Um, it brought back some of the concern that the last time the Astros played in the postseason, Verlander wasn't very good. They're like, oh, my goodness, what are they going to get out of him again? Is this going to be another one of those postseasons where he goes out there and just isn't the ace that he's supposed to be? The good news is, and I do think, you know, with time, and he talked about the time being good for him, I do think that rest and being able to work on those things does matter for him. You know, you might not love all the rest for hitters, but he's – um you know he's got the he's got the ability to go out there against the Yankees and get a lot of swing and miss. And again, that's me assuming the Yankees finish this today. Well, and you know it, it's it's interesting because of the way things have unfolded. the The pitching story will be vastly different for whomever comes out of the the other side of the bracket. Whereas the Astros, Verlander, or whoever you name it, and as Wex said earlier, basically everybody they have pitched in that game on Saturday. And yet, they're going to be fine. Everything's going to be back to, to normal, and um, that's the way you'd like to draw it up if you're, if you're Dusty Baker. Yeah, I mean, look, we can be honest with it. It's not being a homer or being too cocky about it. The Astros should play New York, or they're playing Cleveland. They've had time off. They've been able to set up their pitching. You could make the case that, oh, they didn't play their best baseball in that series against uh, Seattle. I do think that we don't – that that falls back to not giving Seattle enough credit and also the fact that – they are so familiar with the Astros that they've seen each other in total this season uh, 22 times at the end of it. Like, those things I do think mattered. Um, I, I just I think that with everything given how this ALDS has played out for the Yankees and the Guardians, again, this is me assuming it's the Yankees, there's a possibility, unless they're going short rest on stuff, that they don't have Garrett Cole available for for just one game in this series. Like, that, that is a possibility. Like And to me... You know, the Astros have had a lot of success against Severino in the past. I know that Cortez is pitching today. I think he's very hittable for an Astros team that crushes lefties. I don't think that there's anything that you fear. And then you know about their bullpen falling apart the way that it has uh, down the stretch overall for the Yankees. I, I just I look at everything and I go, the Astros have to win this series, and it will be a disappointment if they don't win this series. That's, yeah. that's Even though this is the two seed and the three seed that are playing, even if they didn't have weather, travel, bullpen arm issues, which they're both going to have, whomever makes it. I think the Astros would have been heavy, heavy favorites. I think they're heavier favorites. It is still baseball, so a whole lot of things could happen. You're talking about their staff. What would you suspect the Astros do, considering games 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7 are all in succession with no days off? Does that impact? Dusty seemed to indicate it did. What they would do with a game 3 and game 4 starter and, and how do you expect them to, to get to the back end of this series if, if that's where it goes? Yeah, I mean, I do think it's going to affect it. At the end of the day, I think if they can manipulate their series, and here's where you key against the Yankees all the time, and if, I'm go- if you lose me for a second, I'm going under the overpasses, sorry. Um, the, the Yankees struggle mightily against right-handers that can spin it, and I think you need to manipulate it as best you can to get Christian Javier, to get Justin Verlander, to get Jose, or I mean, um, Luis Garcia into spots where those guys are available to you at the back half of the series if it goes that far. Like, and Lance McCullers, I shouldn't short him as well. Um, those three guys, so that, you know, I think that kind of 
makes it interesting for a Fromber in this series. You know, and Dusty wouldn't announce who's going to pitch game two. I, you know, still I suspect a Fromber would be the guy that starts there. But as long as you can find a way to have, to me, more than anybody else, Verlander and McCullers and Javier available in some sort of fashion for games six and seven and back at home, those guys are going to have the most success against them. We saw it this season because the Yankees cannot hit fastballs up and breaking balls away. It just can't. So I know that you know you don't like to make a lot of regular season matchups, but since it was made so much of, particularly after the All-Star break, by the Yankees' side of things, compare that Yankees team to the one that the Astros potentially would face tomorrow night. Um, I think it's it, it's probably – you can make the case that they're worse than they – I mean, look, they went through a stretch after that where they were just terrible for parts of the season. Again, like I mentioned a moment ago, they've got so many issues in their bullpen. You know, starting pitching-wise, they still have guys that can go out and get the job done, clearly. Um, but I, I just don't think that they're as good of a baseball team as the Astros, and I don't think that they're as good as they were early in the season. I think they were one of those teams that were a clear case of playing over their head early in the season. They have a lot of flaws. Like, you know, I know they they might win this series here without Aaron Judge really doing anything other than a couple home runs there. Um, and, you know, Stanton can still pop the ball over the fence. That's the one thing he does do in the postseason is hit the ball over the fence. But we see what the flaws are that baseball team. Strikeouts, strikeouts, strikeouts. Um, and then they can give up runs, I think, with the best of it. And they're, they're susceptible to giving up home runs, too. So, like, everything points to they're a good team. Like, I can't downplay them, clearly. They're just not as great as the one that plays here. I don't think there's much doubt about it, Michael. The Astros Insider always appreciate your input here and throughout the week here on Sports Talk 790. And, of course, all of our 10th uh, inning shows, especially the ones that follow 18 inning games. And we appreciate those that make it all possible. Yes, we do. We hope that we don't have to do another 18 inning game. But look, as long as the Astros win, that's what matters. Uh, but we, of course, appreciate Carbock Brewing. That brings us so much of what we do. Uh, of course, our postseason road coverage is brought to you by Carbock. So, what I want you to do and uh, get yourself ready for the series is why don't you just sit back, relax tonight, uh, and sip on an ice cold Crawford Bach from Carbock Brewing. It is that perfect beer for Astros baseball. Maybe you're getting out to the ballpark tomorrow night. Have yourself some. They have a big Carbock bar at the ballpark. Uh, they, of course, have everything available on a can as well, including the Crawford box in the big boys. So uh, do it right when you're out at the ballpark tomorrow night and do it again responsibly with a nice cold Crawford box. Clutch moments are not to be missed. At the buzzer! Get Houston Rockets basketball. These are Kim Olajuwon, Sports Talk 790, your home for record basketball. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. 
on Tuesday, last show before the next round of the postseason uh, begins. Last day before it begins. They don't even know who's in it yet. Other three teams are waiting. Two of those teams will play later tonight as the NLCS will get underway with Phillies and Padres. Astros start the ALCS tomorrow. Justin Verlander will pitch game one. Dusty Baker said he knows what their rotation will be, but did not divulge that uh, just yet. I imagine it will not change, even with what we discussed with uh, Michael Connor just a few minutes ago with Framber Valdez getting the ball in game two, day off, and then Lance McCullers and presumably Christian Javier getting the ball in game four and then back around uh, as you can for the remainder of the series. More arms would be available as the series continues, just like what the uh, Yankees have been able to do here with getting Nestor Cortez back on the mound. He's spun five very strong innings, wiggled out of trouble in the third inning, allowing just one run when the bases were loaded with one out. And the Yankees lead this game four to one, still batting in the bottom of the fifth. Uh, Dusty Baker... I had an interesting thought about uh, how the team that wins today uh, should treat things. But one thing we have not talked about is what the Astros will have to do uh, tomorrow before their game. Set a new postseason series roster. And 26-man roster last round, they'll have another 26-man roster for this round, but it will not be the same, I feel confident. They used 12 pitchers on that 26, 14 position players, with five games scheduled in succession I doubt very seriously they're only going to have 12 pitchers. Dusty didn't say one way or the other, but he did say they're discussing a 13th pitcher or how many they're going to have. They're going to have a 13th pitcher. If that's the only thing that changes from a breakdown standpoint, that means you add a pitcher and you eliminate uh, one of your other 14 position players. If we keep it that simple, what would you suggest the Astros do with this postseason roster for the ALCS? Slash Mauricio Dubon. And add. I need to know who all was left off from the Seth pitching. Martinez. That's who I was going to say, but I, I know that Maton's obviously not in play. He was in play for the celebration, well, like Jake Marisnik during 2017. Aww, he had his that's sad. Well, you know what? Well, Jake Marisnik had a like cast on and a wrap on, yep. and he was like a kid who broke his arm and still had to take a shower. I like the result. He gone. They wrapped his arm in uh, a plastic again, bag. So. Oh, I'm like, what are you doing over there? Yeah, I just, you know, Aaron, Aaron Judge strikes out a lot, so I wanted to add something else. I like it. I like it. Um, so he had his arm wrapped up, and he was he actually conducted an interview for Sports Talk 790. He interviewed Ryan Stanek. Uh, Phil Maton did, and Stanek made a punch-his-locker joke to Phil, who laughed. Good. So they're all in good spirits over there. Phil was in full uniform, but with a huge, huge cast on. So Martinez, Will Smith, and then you go a little bit further down the list of guys you wouldn't really consider unless you're talking about Mushinsky, Blake Taylor, Brandon Belak. Okay, here's the deal. You mentioned the other name that I'm afraid of because he can't hurt you if he's not on the roster. Yeah, Will Smith should not be on. It doesn't matter who they play or their lineup makeup or you want him to get lefties out. The Yankees have a handful and the Guardians have a couple. I, I don't really think that they are strongly considered. I think Dusty asked for it in this past round and was mm-hmm. overruled, and I think he might ask for it again in, in the Jack Easterby kind of way, like, can we hire Josh McCown now? And the organization <laughs> still says Will no. Will Smith is, Jack e- or is Josh McCown. I, I think, that, I think a... he's going to ask again, and I think they're going to say no again. I hope they do. I uh, hope he I does think, get overruled. I think it's it's easy to overrule, and just you just have to look at his track record in 2022, and it just was not good enough 
to get enough hitters out. He has to face three hitters if he goes out there because you know Dusty will want to say, well, I'm going to put him out there when we face a lefty with two outs in the inning and he, I don't have the three batter minimum. Well, then what happens when he doesn't get that lefty out and they go to a right-handed hitter and then they go to another right-handed hitter. And again, he wasn't even good against lefties to begin with. So Can I, I tell think you the other, s- are- s- this other scenario I'm afraid of, though? Yeah, sure. With that guy you're talking about, that Dusty guy? Mauricio Dubon um, does make the roster because you've left Trey Mancini out. Well, yeah, you can't. Mauricio Dubon is almost a given to make the roster for that very reason. If you if Mauricio Dubon is not on the roster, then you have one center fielder, and they're not going to go into this series with one center fielder. What? How do you have one center what fielder? Jake. What's Jake and Chaz? Those are two. Uh, then I must have done it wrong because I'm looking at my group and and I don't have either one of them there. I guess that is correct. So but yeah, can, I, can we go back to one thing you said earlier though that like I, I question that this is the right decision. Christian, when's the last time Christian Javier pitched? Game one. So he's not going to pitch again until game four. And I've been the biggest advocate for like stop putting this guy back and forth between the bullpen and the rotation. But with the way the series shook out. Doesn't it make more sense to have Javier be a bullpen guy at this point and put Luis Garcia back into the rotation so that way Javier could pitch in game one, four, and seven? And Luis Garcia pitches game four? With these extra days off, you're going to need more arms. And like the without idea of, the extra days off. Yeah, sorry, without the extra days off. Like you're going to need Javier to be more available in the bullpen, and he can do that. Why and, didn't Garcia just take that over? I mean, why, yeah. do they have to, why do you have to flip him? Well, that's my, my argument would be like. Christian Javier is going to go to like 10 days between pitching. That seems like a mistake. So the only way to avoid that is pitch him tomorrow, guaranteed? Well, no, but like, I just pitch don't know him if in you want to. Do you want to, like, I'm not saying, and I don't know if that's a good idea either. So like, that's where like, I just don't know. How like, about if he comes out of the bullpen tomorrow and gets three or four outs and then starts game four? That'd be great. I just don't, will they do that? I don't think Luis Garcia is starting any games in this series or any series unless somebody gets hurt. That's fair. fair. I just it's a that's a long time for Javier to not be. But it was a long time for. Um, gosh, when was the last time that Garcia had pitched before? No, that's totally fair. Totally fair. But I'm, I'm asking though because now I can't remember. It had been a while because he I was feel like it was eight too. days. Yeah, I mean, look, everything that we've thought conventionally about these Astros pitchers, not named Will Smith has been completely, not just thrown out the window, but it's hit a few rungs on the way down and completely splattered on the ground. Because they're just, now, it's like Wex said earlier, it's just not reasonable to expect that to keep happening. But again, man, they've been good this year, top to bottom. The only thing they have to consider else that we didn't discuss yet on the roster is, do they want a third catcher? Do they want the ability to pinch hit earlier for Martin Maldonado? Or in the evident instance of an 18, 14, 15 inning game, do they have that third catcher? And that would eliminate an additional position player. I'm going to guess they don't. I'm going to guess they're going to take the chance and just use two and hope that Maldi or Vasquez can have a few good at bats, a few more than they had in this last series. But if they really had to get down to it and they had to add a third catcher, I really don't think they would miss Trey Mancini at all. If you think uh, Jose Altuve is in a slump, the slump that Trey Mancini in is unspeakable. He's so, seriously, you can't even send him up there to bat. And I, I know if he's on the roster, he obviously will get sent up to bat. That's why I was like, that's a that's a scenario I could see unfolding. Anthony Rizzo has brought home an additional Yankees run in the bottom of the fifth. 
And they lead this game 5-1, 12 outs for their staff to go. Hit the top of the hour here. Get your football at 5. Adam Clanton and Adam Wexler are the A-Team. A-Team. Are you ready for some football? It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Nothing, baby. It's 5 o'clock football. Professional football in America is a special game. A couple of quick updates before we jump into football at five here on the A-Team. Wex Glanton, Joe George here with you. Into the top of the sixth inning, the other ALDS, you know, the one that will never end. Yankees five, Guardians one, night over for Nestor Cortez. He was pretty awesome. Gave him five strong innings just a couple days after he last pitched. Only threw 61 pitches to get through those five innings. Gave up just that one run. The Yankees got that fifth run after Glaber Torres walked, stole second. And after Aaron Judge got out of the way because he struck out, Anthony Rizzo was able to stroke a single to Miles Straw, and that brought home run number five. So Yankees at home in advance of a plane leaving for Houston. Not sure who will be on it. But there will be a plane leaving for Houston from the ballpark tonight in New York. Game one tomorrow, game two on Thursday. We have Rockets tickets to give away for their game next Monday, the 24th, when the Jazz are in town. Got two pairs of tickets to give away. We will give those away in about 25 minutes, just prior to 5.30, just as we wrap up next segment, which, of course, is in case you missed it. In case you missed it, we haven't talked a whole lot of football today. It's now football at 5. Yeah, and um, look, I think we've kind of understood the situation surrounding Daniel Snyder for a long, long time. What I did not have on my bingo card was Jim Ursay of all of the owners, coming out and saying, yeah, I think if there's a vote, we've got the numbers to remove him as an owner. So let's spin it around on you. Why didn't you? Because he yeah, should have been at the top of the list. Yeah, you know the, why? He would have been at the top of my bingo card. Let's see why you think that's the case. Because he's loose lips, man. Because well, yeah. what does he have to worry about? Yeah, everyone knows he's got a drug problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, his skeletons. Well, yeah. They're Are like, we going to find more skeletons? Right. They're yeah, out there. That's he, a good he's point. had problems. He's had major, major problems. I guess because... And we know about a lot of them. Yeah. And I guess because so much was made about how... How many other owners are scared of that? Yeah, you're probably right. There was a few today that were looking at Jim Ursay's comments saying, oh my gosh, Jim, shut up again? Yeah, but I mean, he says like, so he he meets with the media today. Yeah, the owners are having a meeting, by the way, and like several said in advance of the meetings, we don't have anything on the agenda titled, see if we can push out Dan Snyder. <laughs> yeah, but so Ursay was asked about it, and he said uh, about voting out Dan Snyder, and he said, I believe that's the road we have to go down. I believe it's the in the best interest of the National Football League. And then he was asked um, if there are 24 votes. You need 24 out of 32 votes, or I guess 24 out of 31 votes. Um, you think Snyder's not involved or would vote against... I don't, I don't know how that would work. Icing himself. I, I would assume... I need to remove myself from this procedure. <laughs> yeah, I guess he's involved, so it's 24 out of 32. His hey, wife will probably vote to keep. Can you and, uh, step out of the room, Daniel? I mean, basically... <laughs> we're not going to talk about you, well, but we're going to talk you, about you. You have to kind of ask these yeah, I hear guys. You. Like, you have to tell him to get out of the room. And he said, I think potential, potentially there will be in regards to the 24 votes to, to get him out of the league. And do you find the differences in some of their transgressions, specifically Ursay's, in that they're they're self-destructive, they're 
injurious to himself, his family, and thus the league to a certain extent versus the Snyder stuff, which is obviously hurting a lot of other people. I'm not saying Ursay is is only hurting himself, but a lot of the things he's done, especially drug-related, are more that direction than otherwise. A lot of the things he's done, especially drug-related, about an NFL owner. Well, he's got like... You know, he's had alcoholism issues. He's had addiction issues. Substance abuse. I should just go yeah, that Yeah, he's right. had yeah. substance abuse issues. And, like, it's been well documented. I mean, I, I just Googled it. I Googled Jim Ursay problem. You got articles coming back from 2014. I mean, this is the guy who's retweeting porn on everyone's timeline. Like, that's... <laughs> Wait, when did he do that? Wait, Tell me exactly like, how to find what that. What does Doc Rivers have to do with like this? two years ago. What did Doc do? Doc liked liked something? He liked some illicit some posts. Things. A stum. Well, he had some. He has. It was a, a long catalog. So he has so a type. When you, I'll I'll address you first, Joe. Okay. <laughs> when you are scrolling TikTok yeah. or Instagram yeah. specifically, it's very very easy to like whatever it is with an accidental thumb hold or thumb tap. Falling asleep with your phone, I do that a, a lot. A double tap. Yeah. It's very very easy. I followed this guy. Jeez. So, that is the normal way most, let's say Instagram, most people that are on Instagram, they, they like a photo. They're just going to quickly double tap the photo. That's how you like it. Yeah, yeah. You can actually go to the heart underneath the photo and click there, and it will also like it. I've been told that's the old person's way of doing it. The kid's way of doing it is just double tap the photo. But by doing it the old person's way, doesn't it help you prevent the accidental like of a photo you'd prefer people don't know that you like? Yes, it does. But like on Twitter, it's... Uh, I think Doc Rivers and Jim Irsay, it was more of a bookmarking tool. Got it. Like to visit later? Yeah. For what purpose? I can't say. I I think I can say it, but I'm not going to. Why? They're going to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> what did you... Th- I mean, I can only imagine what you thought he was going to say. Yeah, but it wasn't well, that. Full part, but like the well, first I, word. I, was, I thought I was you were going to go with the clinical term. You yeah, decided I, to go super rogue. Yeah, you yeah. kind of got it. You you did you did fine. Uh, so wow. I don't think anything's going to come of this. I don't think we're reaching a vote. I don't think Daniel Snyder is about to be forced to do anything. I think this will be. Unfortunately, to me, this it'd be better for the league if this was not one of their owners. I think that's clear to pretty much everybody, including the other thirty-one owners. But they're not willing to put themselves at risk for the dirt he wants to shovel over the top of them if they try to shovel dirt on top of him. So let me get this straight. They get the votes, 24. He's out. He goes on the rampage? I mean, is that what we're yeah, supposed I mean, to expect in happen? Theory, in theory, like... I'll show you guys. I'm going to take you down with me. Thing, it takes 24 votes, right? Uh-huh. So, like... Secret votes. So, if everyone knows... Just write down on a piece of paper... Like, and hand it in. Just give me the number. Are, is, are, are the, like, let's say, use Jim Irsay as an example, like with his past history. If one of Daniel Snyder's friends was like, well, look at Jim's history. Let's vote on him next. That's not going to get 24 votes. And that's where I think Daniel Snyder is missing the mark. He's like, oh, I have all this dirt. But like, how many of those guys get 24 votes for it being bad for the league? That, I think, is the difference maker of, like, yeah, it might be a discussion, it might be a vote, it might be a talking point, and it's publicly going to be said, yeah, 10 people voted for this owner, 10 people voted for this owner. But it doesn't mean that you're going to get 24. Like, I don't think we're seeing some, like, mass exodus of the NFL. I think you're right. So, a little bit of time here on Football at Five. 
We're, like I said earlier, exactly one-third of the way through the season with six weeks having passed. Again, not everybody's played the same number of games, but it's an 18-week season, so we're one-third of the way through. Who's in the playoffs? Who's out of the playoffs? You look at the AFC. We'll focus there. Who do you think the seven are? The four division winners and the three wildcard teams. Right now, it'd be very easy. It's essentially all the teams with winning records and then the Ravens at 3-3, three and three, the other division champion. But do you believe those seven teams are the actual seven playoff teams in the I, AFC? You know what's crazy is that I can't decide who I'm sending from the AFC South. Uh, I mean, I think I think it's six of the seven. I think it's the Colts or the Titans will miss the playoffs, and the Dolphins, if two is healthy, will make it. What do you think of how much production they got out of both Waddle and Hill with Teddy Bridgewater, a quarterback, and this past weekend. When Skylar Thompson the week before, he had Tyreek had a huge game. I mean, Tyreek Hill has had like more 150-yard games than anyone in Dolphins franchise history. He's been there for like five weeks. Mm-hmm. So you believe the Dolphins would be the team that slides in when only one Because currently two AFC South teams would qualify for the playoffs. I, yeah, I agree. I think only like, one will. You think the Jets are really this good? That's why I was waiting for somebody to say the Jets aren't going to stay there. But in order to do that... You have to put someone else in. And who is that? The Bengals, the Patriots, the Broncos, the the Browns? Browns are only five games away from getting Deshaun Watson back. Honestly, I think it might be the Browns if they can... If they're two games below 500 and Deshaun comes back, it could be them. I mean, right now, the Texans have the fourth and the sixth pick in the draft because of the how they're playing. But, like, I just... Hey, is Deshaun going to be good for sure? Yes. No. Why are you so sure? I say no. I say yes. I mean, maybe eventually. I think it will be good in 2022 when he starts playing and then for the rest of his career. I know he didn't go to jail. <clears throat> it's a long layoff, man. I think back to Michael Vick. I mean, when Michael Vick first came back in to replace Kevin Cobb and Donovan McNabb, it was pretty. It was not pretty in Philadelphia. But then that next season came around, and man, he was better than he was in Atlanta. So, like... It's not that I'm saying like Deshaun Watson's not going to be a good quarterback. Yeah, I'm talking about right when he gets back. Yeah, I just all-time I, passer rating. Michael Vick is 84th, tied with Jeff George and Ken O'Brien at 80.4. Yes, and Deshaun Watson only because Patrick Mahomes is awesome again this year isn't number one all time. He's number two. I understand. Deshaun like, Watson yeah, can throw the ball. A, Michael Vick can't. His Deshaun, layoff made him even worse. Deshaun Watson hasn't played with an NFL player in two years. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, how much can you... Re- now, he's got help because if Kevin Stefanski gets his head out of his ass and just runs the ball with Nick Chubb, Big that's going to help Nick Deshaun Watson. pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, run the ball. You've got two of the best running backs in the NFL. No, no, no. we got, we got to put it on Jacoby. we got to get more out of Jacoby Brissett. He's that's our crazy. guy. Like, what bad coaching. Uh, that could also be in the Sean Payton category, the Browns. But, like, I just... I, I, I mean, look, he's probably going to be good against the Texans, but I just, I'm not sure he's going to be good enough to overcome whatever hole they're in to make them a playoff team. That may be true, but, and again, he, I thought he played well his final full year in Houston. They were terrible. They lost 12 times in 16 games, but he was really, really good. He made a few mistakes of his own, and most of the other mistakes were elsewhere on the team as they found ways to lose. But yeah, I think it'll be good. You don't. I'm looking forward to seeing how it plays out. But Joe did say one other thing that I uh, wanted to make sure we're all aware of. The Texans have the fourth worst record or spot in the drafts. So they have their own pick at four. The Browns' first-round pick that they have as part of that Watson deal right now is six. 
with the Browns at two and four and the fact that their schedule is deemed easy by their strength of schedule. So the easier the schedule for all the two and four teams, that means you're even worse because you've played an easy schedule and you're two and four. So the other two and four teams that have played harder schedules would draft after them. Uh, the Texans have their own pick at 35 which is actually the fourth pick of the second round. But because the Dolphins don't have a pick, that's technically uh, where that one sits. And then they have two third-round picks. Uh, theirs would, again, come as the fourth pick of the round, and then one of the two Browns third-rounders would come their way. It's going to be interesting to keep an eye on for sure. We've got about, to, oh, about go 10 minutes from now, yeah. as we wrap up in case you missed it, again, one more reminder. We've got Rockets tickets to give away, so you want to be listening for that. Absolutely, and you're going to be wanting to listen to this because there are going to be hundreds of vehicles crossing the block, including custom pickups, Broncos, supercars, and more. We're talking about the Barrett-Jackson Auto Auction coming this week to our fair city. NRG Center is the venue Thursday through Saturday of this week and into the weekend are the dates. Kids 5 and under getting in free with a paid adult and again, if you're looking to just, I mean, you want to gawk at cars, I'm not going to judge you at all because that's what I go there for. If you want to bid on one and get your hands on one, you can do that as well. It's talking about the uh, Barrett-Jackson uh, World's Greatest Collector Car Auctions coming to Houston this weekend, and we're going to be broadcasting live out there on Friday. One of those cars crossing the block, like you mentioned, one of only 700 produced a 1955 Chevy Corvette Roadster. I'm looking at it right now, Barrett Jackson, nice enough, on their Twitter feed, at Barrett underscore Jackson. Color? It's white. Oh, nice. It's, it's pretty sweet. Red interior. It's a gorge. It's a beaut. It'll be coming across the block at the auto auction that we're talking about. October 20th is Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. October 22nd is when it runs at NRG Center. As you mentioned, we'll be out there. Barrett-Jackson.com is where you go for ticket information. Kids 5 and under get in free with paid adult ticket. All sorts of goodies go along with the cars that you will see, including interactive displays, a huge marketplace, food, hot laps, thrill rides, and the opportunity to even ride with a professional driver on the Barrett-Jackson Performance Track. Check it out online for more information, Barrett-Jackson.com. And come out and see us at the Barrett-Jackson Auto Auction starting on Thursday. Some people strive to have a nice house, cushy job, and well-adjusted children. Not Adam and Adam. New way. They strive to give you the best damn drive home in Houston sports. Thanks, guys. Bring your kids to work day is a real treat around here. Little brats. Back to Adam Clanton and Adam Wexler on Sports Talk 790. In in case you missed it, we have Rockets tickets to give away at the end of this segment. I just wanted to make sure that you, we reminded you of that before we get to the real things in In Case You Missed It, Joe. Uh, yes, we have a new signing for the Baltimore Ravens. I'm guessing this is going to be mostly a punt return, kick return role. But at 35 years old, Deshaun Jackson is back in the NFL, and he will sign with the Baltimore Ravens. What's his 40 time now? It's fast. At age 35. Because if you're right, which is what it sounds like I would be doing with him, that can actually pay off. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to... I'm not sure about that, considering he's not been a full-time return man for about 
eight years. I know, but like, is he really just going to be like a wide receiver? Like, honestly, for this offense with Lamar Jackson, the play extender, throws a great deep ball, all that kind of stuff, I actually think that might make some sense. But Philadelphia in 2020, Vegas and the Rams in 2021, now the Ravens, he was tailing off for several years. He's very limited in what he can do. Yeah. No, for sure. But they're desperate. Uh, we got reports uh, coming out of uh, Denver um, that Russell Wilson has a, quote, real injury and is in real pain, um, but he is day-to-day. I'm going to guess and say, even though I know the answer, whatever the injury is, Hammy? it makes him afraid of throwing the football to open receivers, and he prefers to scramble into sacks instead. I think, but I think they said it's a hamstring. It is a hamstring. So but he it- also had a shoulder issue that was reported prior to this game. Yeah. He looks so bad. So is this the excuse? I mean, literally, like, watch watch last night's game. Watch last game against the Colts. The, there are plays to be made. Old Russell Wilson, five-year-ago Russell Wilson, two years ago Russell Wilson would have made them. He's not making them this year, and I don't know yeah, why. But you, you know what? It's so, it's so interesting because who would have ever expected? Now, this last week was different. The Seahawks didn't have a great week. But for years, there was this battle, and it was talked about in the media, and it was talked about publicly in Seattle between Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll about let Russ cook. He didn't want to run the system. He didn't want to run the offense. And what happens as soon as he leaves? Geno Smith? He's cooking, like, the worst meals ever? Yeah, and Geno Smith is cooking filet mignon. Yep. Like, it's... It's because he didn't write back. Like, maybe Pete Carroll was right this whole time, and that the reason why the Seahawks didn't have more success. Please tell me Pete Carroll is already in the process of writing the final few chapters of Me and Russ. I told you so. Well, right I now. I can't wait to read well, it. Well, right now, the Seahawks have a top five pick from the deal. From the deal. Yep. And is Brady writing a similar book about Belichick? Uh, he, he's he's several years worth of his way into that, and then I got but a he's divorce. Probably, he's going to lie to Bill and say it's a nice book and get him to write the foreword. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got uh, some ratings news. I think it's interesting just for college football, just kind of the state the of it chapter. this year. Uh, uh, Alabama versus Tennessee this weekend drew eleven point six million viewers. That is the third game this season that has drawn over ten million viewers. The other two games were Bama versus Texas and Ohio State versus Notre Dame in Week One. That's already one more game than all of last year before the conference games. Is that those conference games always have huge ratings? So mm-hmm. we're already seeing like some big. Is that time also interest. three different time slots? I know the Ohio State Notre Dame game was the night game. Yes. Bama Tennessee was two thirty, right? Yes. And was Bama UT eleven, or was that also a two thirty mm, game? I think that was also a two thirty. Okay, but Bama's been involved in two of them. Both of them coming down to the last few plays. The Bama Texas game was very very close. Tennessee obviously kicked a field goal to win to earn them a couple of spots up in the rankings, but not yet number one. They should be number one. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. has a second wrist surgery. Uh, The Padres say they expect him to be ready for spring training, which he can participate in, but he cannot obviously participate in the first, was it like 34 games of the regular season, I think? When is it up? Do we have a date? Well, I don't think so. No, because we don't have a schedule. Oh, yeah, we do have a we schedule. Do. That's why I'm asking if we have a date. Because <laughs> baseball's weird. And has their... Uh, how many games was it again? 80? 82. 82. How'd they come up with 82, by the way? No, 81. Is it half season? Oh, he can't see us. It's 80. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't see you. I see a gray screen. That sucks. Again? Yep. <laughs> All right, continue, Joe. Sorry. You you making fun of me? No, no. I was giving you the eyeballs of, 
Guess one more time. You'll get it. Yeah, it was it was more of that. And uh, NBA season kicks off tonight. Name um, the one team in the NBA, according to Bet Online, who has a lower win total than your Houston Rockets. Spurs. Yeah. What Correct. 22.5 is the lowest mark in the league. I, man. And it goes to the Spurs. The Rockets, the Pacers, the Thunder, and the Jazz all have a win total of 23.5. Dude, smash the over on the Rockets. I totally agree. It's actually oh, gone down smash over it. the last two months. They're going to win 30 games plus. That sucks. What? I want this Wembenyana kid. There's wow. a lottery, Joe. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah, but you got to win the lottery. They had an eight percent chance to win Yao Ming, and they won. Yeah, well, they've had and, a and the good worst team yeah. never wins. Now, it. I like how the draft has gone for them the last two years. So I'm not seeing the lottery hasn't worked in their favor because I think Jalen Green's gonna be a great player, and so is Jabari Smith Jr. So, and now, and I can't. Oh, wax. Maybe you know who was the second pick in this draft? That I think Scoot about? Henderson. Scoot Henderson. They're saying like he would have been the number one pick in last year's draft. I think so. All the guys. Well, and he played against Wembenyama. Well, Jabari yeah. Smith Jr. was supposed to be the number one pick in last year's draft yeah, until but, he wasn't. But Wembenyama's going to be the number one pick. Yes. Everybody fawned all over. And then Paolo. All right, and then you guys get uh, three, three teams. You choose. Whose win totals do you want to hear? Uh, you know what? I'm curious about Boston's. Boston's win total is number one in the league, 53 and a half. Yep. Number one? Number one. What is the Warriors? Warriors are at 52. Four teams are ahead of the Warriors. Where are the Lakers? The Lakers are well down from that. Pretty uh-huh. much middle of the pack. 44 and a half. They're not making the playoffs again. I'll give you one more team. You already got three. Can Help. I get one more? Yeah. I just said so. And I'm going to take the over, whatever it is, because I'm assuming he's not going to be okay, fat this year. Okay, the Bulls are... No, <laughs> I'm assuming oh, he's not uh, going to be New fat Orleans. this year. What's the Pelicans? Pelicans are at 45 and a yeah, half. I'll take the over on that. I like that as Who well. Who is it that said... Uh, in the last couple of days that Zion was... Uh, KD. Yeah, one of one, The Pelicans' said? number is... It, I think it's pretty clear where it is. It's based on the injuries. The A healthy Pelicans team with no bad injury history, they would probably have a win total more like 49. But the team yeah. around but they him have should to get put better that, respect than that. But they have to yeah, put CJ. that number in, in, in relation to... Are we getting 60 games from Zion? 65? Ingram yeah, also what, isn't like, 100% right at this you, moment. Like, I don't even know how they do win totals in the NBA anymore. Because like, how do you do a win total for Brooklyn? How many games is Kyrie going to play? Well, he's playing how all of them. How many games is LeBron going to play? Because these guys sit out every other day, it feels like. Well, Kyrie's reasons in the past have been different. They're at 50 and a half. Yeah. And then um, the other thing I had here for the odds. Uh, so this year, the longest recorded odds for any opening night favorite for to win the championship is happening right now, and it's a three-team tie at plus 600 to win the NBA championship. The top three teams are the Warriors, the Celtics, and the Clippers. The next three teams, all 10-1 to 1 or shorter, are the Brooklyn Nets, the Milwaukee Bucks, and the Philadelphia 76ers. Well, I, mm. Okay, I, I don't think... I don't understand why the Bucks are taking down well, a tier. Middleton's out for a while, right? Oh, is he? I thought I saw Middleton was hurt again. Oh, I don't know about that. That would make a, a significant difference. But if they're fully healthy, I don't know why you're sleeping on the Milwaukee Bucks. And I was one of their biggest tra- detractors ever, but <laughs> they put me in my place. And uh, last thing here, of course, we've got a pair of rock- two pairs of Rockets tickets to give away for the game. On Monday next week against the Utah Jazz, we got a trivia question for you guys. A little Astros versus Rockets history. 
Listen carefully here just to make sure everyone's on the same page. Are there more Astros players that have won the batting title or more Rockets players that have led the league in scoring in their franchise histories? More Astros players to win the batting title or Rockets players to lead the league in scoring? Now, to be fair, we are going off of the ALNL thing. So that factors in. Just want to clarify. Either an AL title or an NL title? Yeah, we are not doing all of baseball because that's not how they hand out the awards. And it's not whether or not Catino Mobley led the Western Conference exactly. in scoring versus the East. There's no such it, thing. We're doing it the way it is. Remember when James Harden won that scoring title in the West? It was cool. awesome. Western Conference scoring champion, James Harden. Uh, so you call 713-212-5790. Tell me if it's the Astros or the Rockets, and we will get uh, two pairs of tickets to the Rockets and Jazz on Monday the 24th. All right. Sounds good. We have another football note that I want to get to and get y'all's opinion on because it's never been done before, and they're going to do it this year, in, or in the coming years, I should say, in the NFL, and I think it's actually a pretty good idea, and it gives guys a good excuse to get out of something they hate doing. So we'll explain that when we come back. Right now, what we're going to explain, how to get out of joint pain, as in chronic joint pain that's been nagging you for a long, long time in some cases, knees, hips, shoulder, back. If it's chronic, if it's painful, and if you don't want to have surgery and deal with the downtime that comes with it, amongst other avenues that can be dangerous, well, you want to call our friends over at QC Kinetics at 713-913-5285. And make a better choice, Wex. That's a pretty good choice. Call this number, 713-913-5285. That's QC Kinetics. And they've got places right here locally to get you set up with a free consultation, get uh, some information on exactly how they can make sure that you're living that life you once led and the one you should still be leading now. Regenerative treatments, what they're going to get you hooked up with. That means they can restore and repair damaged tissue. Their protocols work with pain caused by injury as well, like a rotator cuff injury, like a torn meniscus, as we've mentioned throughout, the joint pain, your back, your knees, your hips, your shoulders, wherever that joint pain is, don't let others tell you that Steroids and pain meds and surgery are your only options because they're not. An alternative way to deal with this pain is by getting on the phone with QC Kinetics and learning how regenerative medicine can give you your life back with no drugs and no surgery. 713-913-5285, 713-913-5285 for QC Kinetics. Get set up with that free consultation right now. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
If you can buy Rockets gear on it, you can hear us on it. It's amazing. Listen live for free on any smart device. Just say, Hey Google, play Sports Talk 790 on iHeartRadio. All right, I'm going to go with uh, Joe George's scale from earlier. And no, it's not going to have one one end of it sucks and the other end sucks. Whatever. <laughs> hey, those are Wex's words. Don't get mad at me. Uh, He's not talking right now. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the greatest day you ever had, 1 being, oh my gosh, I'd rather be dead. Where do you guys rank Black Friday shopping and being dragged to it by your significant other? Can I tell you how excited I am? This is going to be my first Black Friday. I'm not working in a retail store. Really? Since I was 16. I'm surprised you survived all that. I guess I had like a small, I guess I had like a gap, but like over those 14. So you're actually in a worse scenario than going. You're working it. 13 years. Wow. I probably worked. Well, then you're biased. I can't really ask you. I used to go shopping after. I'm excited to go this year. Isn't Black Friday just a touch different over the last four or five years with the excessive amount of yes. online shopping? Yes. Because they have Black Friday online shopping now. Then you don't have to push anybody. Which is you just int- push buttons. Which is why this is the perfect partner with the NFL, being Amazon, to partner with the league and announce that next year... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Prime Video will exclusively stream a Black Friday game. So the Friday after Thanksgiving, first ever NFL Black Friday game is going to take place November 24th, 2023, with an expected kickoff of 3 o'clock Eastern. So 2 o'clock here in Houston. It was supposed to happen this year. Uh-huh. But the reason why they're not playing this year is because at that same time, Team USA will play London, England? London the, is the in country England. of America I, gets to take on the city I, of London. Wow, I love look, it. Guys, That's I, amazing. I stop myself. I personally believe that I U.S. Think- Americans don't have maps in everywhere like such as the Iraq. Joe George. <laughs> Ding. That was good. <laughs> you guys suck. They play a World Cup game that day. They play a game of footy. Oh, that's why? Because yeah. of soccer? They didn't, well, because the NFL, like that's the one time I think you kind of lose. That's just... And by so the way, sport? That's, a, that's a terrible commentary on the rest of the world. Your game world sucks compared to football. Real football. Like, do you think I change moods quickly? Yes. Yes. <laughs> good job. You both got the answer right. Jeez. At 2.54 today, uh-huh. good mood. That's when I entered the studio as the Matt Thomas Show program was lie. ending. No, You're never in a good mood I, in the studio. I, I, I know came, where this is going. And I came in here... And the two monitors behind each of our respective hosts both say Sports Talk 790 on them like they should. And the monitor on the left has the uh, phone screener like it should. Uh-huh. And the map or the monitor uh, right by the door was working, operational, and we could see the producer on it. But then the fifth monitor, which is our television, was on soccer. Oh, so close my, to orgasmic for you. And my mood changed. Yeah. 
Now, why? Okay, so I don't like it, but like, like when it's on televisions that are you that you are around, you get like violent. Well, I wouldn't call it violent, but your mood it really does go to a dark place. Yeah, I told you. Why, but like, you're Mister. Ah, it's fine. It's a game. Everybody loves sports. But with soccer, it changes. Why is that? Like, I could say the same thing about I don't know. Let's see, um, the WNBA, and you'd be like, why? It's fine. Why are you so down on them? Well, even though it's not quite at the level some would like, they they do put the ball in the basket and score points. It's all right. I'm gonna leave the, that alone. In the game of soccer. I'm gonna leave that alone because who rare. signs my checks at times? So yeah, I don't really didn't really want to get into that. And keeps that league on life support anyway. But so the big deal is that there's gonna be a Friday football game in the afternoon after Thanksgiving yeah, when you're eating leftovers. But normally you have no excuse. Oh, I, Think about what it was 10 years there's ago. There's no game on. Let's there, go. There were yeah, two games on Thursday and it was the Cowboys versus whomever and the Lions versus whomever. And now mm-hmm. in 2023, there are going to be four games Thursday and Friday. 48 hour span. Four NFL games. Now the key is you have to make this a good game. I mean, yeah, you, but you can't you should, predict that. I mean, you like, can pick a like this year. You can make it Chiefs Bills. You can at the beginning of the year. You can choose to say, "Hey, in the first six weeks, let's try to get Russell Wilson and the Broncos on primetime as much Seriously, as possible." Seriously, dude, I'm so and tired of what looking at their them. stupid uniforms. They keep turning in games nobody wants to watch. Like, like dog lick. But like, but, but, try. but before the season, we all would have said that like Chargers Broncos would have been a good <laughs> matchup. Sounds great. Well, flex it out because we're tired of it. See, I wonder if at some point they will get to that. That like by like week. See, I I think this is like where you could start to do it. Was that as after week six? And the problem is though is that like for example next week you're really screwing over your fan bases. Like how like a bunch of Bears fans are going to travel to New England. I'm guessing to watch that game. If you take them out, are you going to reimburse them all for their flights, for their hotels, for their tickets? Like. Are you going to help them get there Saturday if they were going to fly in Sunday? That's why you can't really flex from one day to another. Like, yeah, the flex scheduling is really more of a game time versus changing the day of the game. Turning it from a Friday, Thanksgiving weekend to, or from a Saturday or Sunday, from a Sunday to a Friday or Friday to a Sunday. Mm-hmm. I don't envision that happening. They'll just they'll play it. I mean, the game's on Thanksgiving Day. They're guaranteed to have the Cowboys See, involved, guaranteed to have the Lions right. involved, and they've often been games that haven't turned into anything. But the tradition of it still brings people waiting is, for the meal to get cooked. Or this cook is what the meal. I'm worried about Watch. is that they know they're going to have you, so they can literally put anything, and so they'll just put whatever. But that's what they do. I mean, like that. I mean, it's just we're going to put. That's yeah, what they I do. Don't know, like, um, give me two I, crap just, teams. Yeah. Why can't we just say so? The week of Thanksgiving, we'll have a game on Sunday, Monday, Thursday, and Friday. Awesome. I love it. End of story. Because sometimes you have weeks like week six that just happen, and every game sucks except for Chiefs-Bills. Yeah, honestly, but like, you can't predict that either. That like every single game is going to be kind of bad besides one. But that's what I'm saying. You could put that game on this Friday and guarantee it's going to be awesome, and you probably will get more people watching it. No, they will. They're going to make a big deal about this game. Like They're going to, like, a a great team. Just start this guy, by the way. Like, like they will make sure that like good teams are in this game to the best of their ability. But like, just like last night, going into the season, Chargers Broncos on paper is a great matchup, and like that would easily be a candidate if there was a Black Friday game this year. That could have been the game, and we would have hated it then. But like, what are you gonna do about it by the time you get there? Thanksgiving is the 
24th. Mm-hmm. So the no, tw- the 23rd. Because the 24th. Well, you're talking no. about this year or next year? No, I'm talking about this year. Oh, yeah. I, I have this year's schedule. I don't know what like next year's going to play out. Thursday the 24th. Friday is the 25th. So it's the 24th. And so the schedule of games um, for that weekend on, for college football, which, of course, the NFL never cares about, nor should they, we've got all sorts of good games on Thursday. There's four different games on Thursday. Baylor, Texas, NC State, North Carolina, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. We've got Auburn, Alabama, Oregon, Oregon State, Notre Dame, USC, all that weekend as well. Those games that I just mentioned are all Friday. Is their college schedule going to be roughly the same in 2023? Yeah, probably. So we already were locked in for all sorts of awesome football on Friday. It just was all college. Yeah, but like now you're going to add, like this year I would guess, you would have Tom Brady versus Deshaun Watson would have been the game. Or Matt Stafford versus the Chiefs. Could be. Like those would have been those would have been the games this year based on the schedule, most likely. All of those games, whichever day, whichever year, sound awesome with an ice cold refreshing Bud Light. Definitely goes down easy. Maybe get a little turkey leg, some stuffing. Why did you start like Pete Schweddy? <laughs> oh well, let's try that again. <laughs> I'm sorry to your sponsor. That's my fault. That's Adam I mean, Clanton. This Bud Light, it's it's so refreshing. Oh it's the, the can. That I just took it out of the cooler, and now it's glistening. Is that what you wanted? No, don't stop. Don't stop. I mean, yes, when you take the Bud Light out of the cooler, it will, it will sweat a little bit. But that's why we have koozies for you, to help keep those no longer sweaty cans from, you know, Losing condensation. You enjoy it while they're cold. That's why we put them in the cooler, after all. That's why we enjoy them during football season and Thanksgiving. The official beer of the Houston Texans, that's Bud Light. Texans will be back on the field this weekend. Maybe you're making the trip to go see them. There'll be Bud Light there. Don't you worry about that. Whatever game you're going to enjoy this weekend or any weekend, your tailgates, make sure they are full of great chow. And, of course, Bud Light to wash it all down. Enjoy your Bud Light just like I do, safely and responsibly. Always plan ahead for that safe ride home. From H-Town. This is H-Town. For H-Town. This is Houston, Texas. This is Sports Talk 790. Because right now you're seeing light on Houston right now. Back to the A-Team with Adam Clanton and Adam Wexler. The Guardians have gone to their closer to try to not fall behind by more than four. It worked. They're only down four. Why didn't they start him? <laughs> he would have gotten through four innings and probably would be throwing a no-hitter. My goodness. Four innings from their closer. They got uh, we seven. we got to go to the ALCS. <laughs> they got seven outs from him in a game earlier in this series, and that seemed nuts. But he's in the game now. I imagine he'll pitch the eighth also. Uh, only took him four pitches to get the final out. Of the seventh inning. Well, they give him the ninth, too, at that rate. Nobody scored since the fifth inning run that came across the board for the Yankees. So it still stands Yankees 5, Guardians 1, with the uh, Guardians now facing Clay Holmes in the top of the eighth inning. The Yankees are six outs away from a uh, celebration. (sighs) Dusty Baker was asked to put himself in whichever manager's shoes the winning manager, what would you tell your team? How would you handle things? And he said, when it's time to party, you got to party. Mm-hmm. You go, you celebrate. There's only one team that's going to be celebrating, and that's you, so enjoy it. And then you, you kind of tone it down, and you come back down to earth, and you focus in on what's next. And you get on an airplane. 
in their that's case, how fast the turnaround is going to be. They're not going to be in their clubhouse, you know, jumping in the cooler of suds and goofing off for 45 minutes or an hour and then going back onto the field and taking pictures. Is it going to be the celebration ever? I don't think it's going to be quite as – I think it's just going to be shorter, which means there will be less boozing and less other stuff. No, by all means, drink up. I mean, you can only do so much, plus – you are getting on a flight, and it's from New York to Houston. It's three hours and change. I mean, I don't know what kind of feeling you want on the plane. I don't know how much more of that feeling you're going to continue while on the plane, knowing that you know, you're know you leaving New York at 8 o'clock tonight, 8.30, their time. Depends on how traffic is getting across Midtown. And their police escort will get them wherever they need to go. <laughs> and then, then you're flying to Houston to do whatever you can to rest you're going to sleep as late as you, you can. You have to face Justin Verlander tomorrow night. You have to face the Astros' worst pitcher tomorrow. <laughs> he said it was such a straight face. No, but seriously. He said it himself today, or else I wouldn't have no, said it. No, it's so good. Um, he didn't say it quite that way. for the Yankees, uh, provided they hold on? Yeah, no reason to think they're changing what appeared to be their plan, which would be tie on tomorrow. Um, you still have Severino, and then Cole Cortez would probably be one, two, three, four. Is Nasty Nestor the worst nickname ever? I mean, I think it's pretty for pretty a guy bad. with that mustache. But he's pretty good. He pitched very well in his postseason appearances to date, including today on short rest. And Garrett Cole has been very this now. This is how a lot of teams have made it through the postseason in years past. They've won the games that Cole has pitched, and they just won this game that Cortez has pitched. They're having a hard time winning the other games. He obviously pitched one of those that, hey, that didn't go that the way. The Astros but. won the game that Justin Ver- Verlander pitched. Correct. Just saying. Correct. They did. Needed um, eight runs to do it, and they got them. All of them. One of them coming on. All three of them coming on the final pitch. Tomorrow, we are going to be broadcasting from a place we have not been all year. It was a lot of fun over the last several years, and many years we would broadcast there before games also, even during the regular season. But heading back out to just beyond the Crawford boxes where the Matt Thomas show was for all of the games of the Mariner series. So just games one and two. <laughs> and we will be there for probably all of the games of this coming series. There's a couple of game times that could change depending on how the National League goes, but it looks like all of those games would still uh, afford us the opportunity to head out there for games six and seven. But we'll be out there tomorrow and Thursday, so the gates, which will be open a little bit early for that 6.30 start, definitely want you guys to come by and say hello. The concourse will fill up quickly. We'll be out there in time for some workouts. The Astros will have Jordan Alvarez meet with the media. Their uh, as yet unnamed game two starter will also meet with the media tomorrow it's be afternoon. Great talking to Fromber again. I would suspect that will be the man. By the way, and the Yankees will probably at the very least announce Tyon as the game one starter either tonight or tomorrow. Oh, the sacrificial lamb. Okay, you never know what could happen. And the Yankees will be coming off a dramatic Game 5 winner-take-all victory while the Astros have been sitting around watching the Yankees on TV for two days, three days. They're so easily hateable. So before this game was really fully in, and I had seen this stat, but we never talked about it. 1997, 8, 9, 2001, 07, 2013, 16, 17, 18, and in 2020. Those are the last 10 elimination games for Cleveland. Mm-hmm. 0 for 10. Today makes it 11. Well, they're a bad sports town. You know, when they lost uh, a lot of those was in 2016. They were 3-1. Really, Joe? 
They're up three. To what one. happened? Who they are they were, playing? They were up three to one against the Cubs and they choked. Well, yes, they had one elimination game. They lost it. Oh, the elimination doesn't count when they. Well, if they're not win? against elimination, it's not as, an elimination as game Ross for likes them. To pound out, See, point out, it's a must-win game for that team. Yeah. I, so, would I you rather me say games that games counted as if you could eliminate someone as well? Or am I just an idiot? I mean, I just normally re- an elimination game means that you go home if you lose. Yeah, it's reference to the team that would be eliminated by right. losing. So, what are those called? Championship games? If you get, if you have one more game to win a championship, like it's a. It's an elimination game. You oh, you're talking about a game someone. set. No, it's an elimination game because if you lose it, you go home. But what nobody if cares if your record is is zero and one in an elimination game when you're up three games to none in the series, and then you win the next game. That's fair. <laughs> you guys, you guys are on like rare eight of this would be their eighth winner take all game though a game five or a game seven or a wild card game during uh-huh. that same span. And obviously, they're winless in all of those games and. Today's looking more and more like it will add to that. Two outs. Hey, but enjoy Deshaun Watson because he's great. I read a little bit more about uh, that case. Three o'clock today, the latest filing. There was supposed to be a motion on that case here in the same court that had heard the other cases because the same thing is happening. It was an anonymous filing. And so Rusty Harden, representing Watson in this case again, is arguing for. We need the name. We need to have the name attached to this case that needs to be refiled. And they're discussing that and they're arguing that. And I have not heard of its result yet. Um. Well, I'm still not convinced he's going to be. Uh, he's going to be good this year. Well, that makes two of you. But I said he would be good. <laughs> so you see what happens. All right. Um, let, let me tell you about. Uh, Getting some money in your pocket with our friends over at Car Bingo. It's a place that wants to pay you good money. Top dollar, as a matter of fact, for your vehicle. If you are serious about selling your car, when you seriously need to call Car Bingo. It's 87-CAR-BINGO. 87-CAR-BINGO is the phone number. You can visit them online as well at carbingo.com. Carbingo.com. Take you about two minutes. Give them the information you need, either online or on the phone, and they're going to get you a real offer. You're going to be talking to a human. You're going to be getting the information you need. They will as well. They'll even come pick up your car and get you paid on the spot. Get your offer. Get paid on the spot. Get top dollar from Car Bingo. 87CarBingo is the number. CarBingo.com is the site. And sell them your car. Astros baseball coming your way tomorrow. We're at the ballpark next. Nightcap. Ross Villarreal in the house. Talk to you tomorrow. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.